<laughs> this is why it's an episode zero. So, <laughs> everybody, and welcome. This is the session zero of Blood in the Bayou, where we do vampire things to vampire people and regular people, also known as mortals. Uh, this is going to have a content warning before we go even one word further, and this is for your safety, our safety, everybody involved, so we can have the best story, the best of times, and essentially, if this isn't for you, have a great night, come back soon. There's plenty of other shows on Rep RPG that you will love to enjoy. <clears throat> if this is for you, you're going to enjoy hopefully all of it, but if there's any times that it's too much, take a step back. So, the content warning for Blood in the Bayou. This is a mature audience's live show. That means that we're going to deal with tough topics. We're portraying vampires who have left their human lives behind. Expect that they're going to make bad decisions and deal with difficult themes meant for an adult audience. These themes may include, but are not limited to, body horror, murder, gore, extreme emotional situations, and graphic images. Remember to not hold those actions against the player, just the character. If you ever need to take a break, then go get some water, pause the episode, come back later, or just skip the episode entirely. Take care of yourself, because the monsters of the bayou most certainly will not. So, if you can't tell just by that intro, uh, yeah, this isn't like Count Chocula. This is, this is, um, we're the bad guys in most of the D&D campaigns that have killed people, and then you go and you take care of. So, with that being said, we're going to kind of do last-minute um, character designs with a little behind-the-scenes for you guys. So, not everybody has got their concepts or everything completely nailed down. I thought it'd be cool to show you guys a little bit of that. There's a lot of work that goes into character creation of this game specifically. If you're used to D&D, where it's like, well, I know I'm going to be a rogue, so dexterity. It's like, ha <laughs> That's awesome. That's cute. Um, how are you good at manipulating people? Oh, I know what deception is. No, this is different. You get to use magic powers to fuck with their heads. So it's it's the character design is in depth. The book is not the easiest to follow at times. So we're gonna go through it a little bit. Page one. Page one. <clears throat> page one. Um. <laughs> so would everybody like to introduce themselves before we go forward? Yes. I will start as I'm reading order. I think it's me, Meg, Matthew, David. Mm -hmm. um, or me, Swipe, Meg. I am Caitlin, um, local performer here in Orlando and writer, audiobook narrator, uh, all around nerd, and um, one of the two heads of this company, Rep RPG. Hi, hello. Nice to meet you. Sway? You good? Okay, I'll go. Hi, I'm Megan. Um, and um, I'm just Megan. Hi. <laughs> I'm really excited to be here. Bring the blue screen. What's up? And, and that was that was my fault, Caitlin. Um, again, technical episode issues with episode zero. Uh, if I mute my mic, it mutes everybody. We're going to have to work on that. So, oh, uh, Caitlin, I may have cut you off. Was there anything else you wanted to say? No, I'm good. Okay. Megan, can you think of anything else? Megan is super wonderful and awesome, and she roleplays yeah. a variety of characters here on Rep RPG. Yeah. Make sure you hit the follow button and watch all of them. Fucking all of them. True. That, yeah. 
<laughs> we don't introduce ourselves to to standard. He'll just do it I'm for us. I'm the storyteller. Okay. I will tell stories all night Listen, long. You know That's what? the new option, Matt. I'm Matt? My name is Matthew, and I am also here on Rep RPG all the time. So just uh, stick around. I'm sure you'll see me. Uh, local performer, singer, opera dude here in Orlando. And then David? Hey, everybody. I'm David. Um, local actor, singer, dancer, if I must. Writer, producer, jack of all trades. Uh, you can think of it. I've probably done it. Not it. taking it back. Uh, <laughs> and super stoked to be here. I love these guys. Forced friendship. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And I'm Sway, uh, known as Sway ASMR here on Twitch, uh, Vox Arcana on TikTok, where we talk about other adults, mature audience themes. Um, here on Twitch, I mostly just whisper in people's ears and read them other kinds of stories that are suitable for Twitch, like bedtime stories. Mm. So, you guys ready to dive in? Now, as you guys Let's see, everybody has got underneath their 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 lovely faces we have their character names already tagged now there's only probably one of them that judging by their name you might guess what they were or i guess we'll start out with in their real mortal life uh it's gem she was actually a real no shit diamond um we we found her in a cave now so uh let's start with um let's start with you caitlin and siren we're just going to go down the character list or the character sheet and kind of just go over everything. Let's let us in fact go over everything. <laughs> yes. Um, we're skipping clan shit. We're just talking other yeah. stuff right now. Yeah. Or? Like um, okay. you can, you can talk about a little bit. Is there anything that you're confused about on the character sheet? As of right now? No, actually. Okay. Um, I think I think I am good. Then what I want I you to do is to start yeah. thinking about, um, your touchstones and convictions. I know you have a little yes. bit of those. Yeah. And then what, what you would like to see from your new coterie that you don't know about yet, because you're still a living person and having their Who wonderful no day job. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Okay. Jim, is there anything on your character sheet you still got to do? Um, so there's two skill thingies that we were discussing before. That oh, the specializations. They're actually, Mm-hmm. It was like stealth or medicine. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually pick them at the time. <laughs> oh yeah, that's fine. So, so with with that predator type, um, I would probably go like from a what would make sense to me standpoint would be unless you're injecting them in the neck with a syringe, which isn't really your character's like. You're not like a medicine. You're not like a former doctor or anything. Where would I keep a syringe? Yeah, I mean in your pockets. <laughs> fair that's also true um i would probably go stealth you get stealth and break in which may not help you out with actual feeding but if there's another part in the story where you need to break in somewhere you're going to have that specialty um or you need to be extra sneaky you're going to have that specialty even if even if you don't have the the points in like stealth and all the other things that would normally go into that you're going to get an additional bonus anyways so it's, it might be covering your bases It'll only be for break-in stealth. If we're just doing, like, crunk sneaking, that wouldn't... I wouldn't get a roll for that. Okay, so let me ask you this. 
what you're thinking of is like mugging people in like the bars and back alleys who are drunk, right? So with that in mind, Alley Cat might be your better bet because that's almost exactly what Alley Cat is for. Same. That's 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 mine as well, and and we can team up and. It's it's literally like you mug people and eat them. Bad people. Let's mug bad people. But if you want to go with if you want to go with the Sandman. I like Sandman because of where it can go later. Yeah. No, that's fair. So what, what were you envisioning later on down the road? Oh, sugar plum fairy. Shit. Like it's not a joke. No idea. It's going to get weirder. I don't know what you mean by sugar plum fairy. Just breaking into people's houses around Christmas time and playing the sugar plum fairy theme. I told you guys mature content fucking warning. It's not Santa Claus. (laughs) It's Jim. She going to eat you. Um, (laughs) Then, I think that honestly might help you out. And then I think the break-ins would be good for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. The break-ins would be good for you. It's not a sentence I ever thought I'd hear, but Hey, welcome, welcome to, to the party. All right. That's a discipline. That's no, a specialty. It's just a specialty. So whenever it comes up, you'll just be able to get a additional, you'll get, um, whenever you roll, it'll be like, Dexterity and stealth plus one for specialization. And so then you, I get sorry. one more because mm-hmm. of something. I don't. You got I, one for you got one for academics. Uh huh. And I got you get one a for free predator. one, and uh-huh. you get a predator. So I didn't do my free one, so I don't know what to do. Okay. Um. Spoiled for choice. So your character um, has a lot of charisma in dealing with other people. And maybe trying to either help them find something or help them like convince them to buy something. So maybe add a specialization um, persuade in regards to goods. We can change these as it goes. Like you can, you can, yeah, you get a bonus to helping people like to convincing people to buy something from you, whether it's knowledge, whether it's blood, whether it's um, you will owe me. For this later on. And they're like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll owe you one. You're hooking me up right now. I owe you one. <clears throat> and in Vampire the Masquerade, boons are huge. You you don't really have a need for currency other than like maybe the Ventru for power and glory and showing off that I am the king of kings. You can say, all right, you know what? I will give you my area to hunt in tonight. But you owe me a boon. A minor boon. And now it's up to you whether your character wants to be a politician type where it's like, yes, a boon for a boon, or I'll give you this information. I will help you out with this for a boon or whatever. Or if you're like, no, 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 I got you, man. You don't owe me shit. Don't worry about it. (coughs) Excuse me. I can't stop coughing tonight. So that was the the freebie. And that can kind of come from your profession. Um, And then you have your predator type. And did you need another one for? No? Okay. So, all right. Uh, Matt, did you have anything? Was there, oh, hold on. Megan, was there anything else on your page that you needed to do? I have to do touchstones and stuff, but I'll do that. Fine. Yeah, touchstones and convictions won't really come up so much tonight. Um, it's just something, yeah. Tonight is like the worst night of your life because it is the last one. And, and maybe role-playing tonight, you'll see like what really matters to my character going forward. So touchstones and convictions. Your convictions are things like never hurt a child and convictions kind of your touchstones kind of represent your convictions where it's 
my son in real life, or in, in real life, my unlife. I had a son before I was a vampire, and I don't want to kill him so no kids die. Your yeah. son would be represented, would be a touchstone representative of your conviction. And if bad things happen to your touchstones, whether they are objects, whether they are buildings, you will lose humanity. You will lose the little pieces of yourself that make you human, that make you be able to hold back. And you all start with seven humanity uh, because of your generation. You all start with seven humanity, your 13th generation. And you get a chance to kind of, at the end of each session where you would have lost to humanity, you get a roll for it to make sure you don't. Uh, Those are called remorse rolls. But if you fail that remorse roll, you become one step closer to just the vampire, just the beast, just the animal that wishes to eat and feed and fuck these little ants called humans. The kind don't matter. There's nothing that makes me closer to them. And if you're already there in your mind, you still have to understand that you still have to protect them. At At level seven humanity, you understand that even if this is the best thing that is ever happened to you in your existence is that now you're a vampire. This is amazing. I get to live forever because like monster fuckers are real. We all understand that. People are like, I would be a vampire in a fucking heartbeat. Yes. Live forever. Can I lose some weight first? Can I diet before it's external existence? Diet before I die. <clears throat> exactly. And and that's another thing is some people who would um, sire you would take you out and get you a shave and a haircut. To keep you exactly that way, especially for Toreadors, keep you exactly the way you are forever. Which really sucks if beards come in common, like in, in fashion, and you're like, oh no, I shaved mine in 1920. <laughs> you know? <clears throat> um, yeah, so, you want the stage makeup and you just go to extreme measures to fake a beard? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, I mean, that's the thing you guys he can is do. Contouring that face. exactly, just like I need to get the contour good to go. <laughs> um, was there anything else you had left to do on yours? Okay, because like, uh, health is stamina plus three, willpower is resolve plus blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, going down the list. Uh, what about backgrounds, merits, and flaws? Megan, did you knock those out? No, not yet. Okay. So, and then in the backgrounds, and we, those are little things that we can do in between now and the next session. Um, Matt, what you got? I'm just picking my last flaw. <clears throat> oh, you want to, you want to talk about flaws and what they might represent for your character? Sure, Maybe not your character not? specifically, but for the audience of like, so what the fuck are flaws? Yeah. So flaws, um, because you, when you become a vampire, you kind of get some, uh, intrinsic boons <clears throat> able to have be your like mm-hmm. main source of like where you hang out and therefore that helps you because you have somewhere to sleep during the day or you have allies or like you have money like that sort of thing can be some some of these merits and then flaws can come in it's just like what makes your life as a vampire really hard whether that be sunlight. like you be yeah well because everybody is everybody's fucked by sunlight but yeah. sometimes you might be so so sensitive to it that even like uv lights hurt you and or like 
silver, which normally for a normal vampire doesn't actually hurt because no. mortals just kind of made some shit up to make themselves feel better. But it might actually hurt you. Um, or like you could have some enemies that really like hate you or you could like it's known that you are a dead person or at yeah. least that you died and that you are still recognizable as that person. And so you have to like really work around that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. Say for so example, kind of you're a, you're like a celebrity in, mm-hmm. in, an, in the local city. Like, okay. If, if Vin Diesel died in a maze, like we would all know, right? Because the news would cover it. Everything would be like, Oh, he died in a plane crash. And then next week you see, Vin Diesel, but like pale, like with his exactly. mouth around. And you're like, holy shit, that looks like Vin Diesel, but he died. And this is the moment you say Vin Diesel, you're like, what? Because for 30 fucking years, he's been answering to Vin Diesel. Like, exactly. Maybe you need a couple decades to, like, obviously, I'm not Vin Diesel. I would be 80 and I still look like this. Mm-hmm. But he's, for example, like your fame could be a, an advantage. It gets you into the right doors, but it also could be a flaw because. At a certain point, the tabloids are going to wonder why you're not aging. Exactly. Um, So there are a bunch of different things to kind of choose from, and they're all uh, neat, but and can definitely help inform a character, or they can be things that you kind of tack on to find little niches afterwards, which is really neat. I'm just trying to figure out my last one. (laughs) All right, so David... Do you have anything left that you have questions about or want to knock out? I don't think so. Like Matthew, some advantages and flaws just to color it a little bit further. I I know who he is fairly well. It's just tacking on some of those things that make sense that I didn't necessarily. I was thinking to gamer brain rather than storytelling brain. A hundred percent. Color that in. And that's one of the things like coming from D and D is like, well, I know what's, dexterity and intelligence is hold on wits that must be wisdom yeah. and it's like no it's not wisdom either right like intelligence here is, is being 100 percent like book smart academic and wits is like right. it's not wisdom it's more like oh shit uh answer and you are able to think quick on your feet and mm-hmm. come up with at least not a horrible idea like oh no i have to get out of this building fucking jump out of the window at noon like maybe you think of that's not your first option um yeah and to get, let's see, where do my things go? So in Vampire the Masquerade, you have attributes and skills, kind of like in D&D, you have your, your skills and your proficiencies. So for physical, you have strength, dexterity, and stamina. Strength is definitely like, how much can I lift? How hard can I punch somebody? Strength plus brawl. Uh, dexterity is, is kind of similar to what we're used to, is... How, how dexterous are you? Um, and stamina is like, how, how much damage can you take? So strength might be strength plus brawl. Where it's like, I am going to hit you really fucking hard. And if you have a high stamina, you might be the other guy. I'm like, you can fucking try. Mm. <clears throat> for attributes, for social, you have charisma, manipulation, and composure. So charisma is kind of like persuasion. It's It's not straight up manipulation where it's like, I can convince you for, for good or for evil. It's not persuasion or deception. But it's like, how much people just like you? How do you come off to people? Um, 
more like D&D, like you could have a 20 charisma, but be the most terrifying fucking person in the world. Yeah. Or the most gorgeous, lovable little ball of sunshine. Uh, and composure is more like how how do you just you've got this massive threat in front of you and you're just like it's fine I'll just and that kind of goes hand in hand with resolve. Uh, composure is how do you how do you act in front of other people? Where resolve is like what is going through your mind? Can you keep it calm in your head, or are you just like oh I'm gonna fucking murder rage? Um, and kind of go over wits and intelligence is, this is the same as kind of what we're used to knowing that tomato is a fruit, but you don't put it in a fruit salad. Um, and then with the skills you have athletics and brawl and a lot of other things, occult politics, streetwise subterfuge. And the way that vampire the masquerade is, is you have little dots for strength and for athletics and such like that. And you have a maximum of five. Now, most of our lovely vampires tonight will only have two, three, or four because they're not old enough to have a five. And I wasn't horrible enough to make them all suck at life and take a lot of ones. So for, let's say, let's say somebody comes up and they want to punch you in the face, you would roll a strength or they would roll a strength plus brawl. If they're like the aforementioned Vin Diesel, if you're watching this, buddy, I'm going to keep using you. Um, a four of strength and probably a three or four to brawl. Like he's, he can probably throw down in a bar fight. I would just assume he's had a lot of strength training and he's just a big motherfucking dude. So he would have a four in strength and a three in brawl. That's his total of seven dice to roll against you. If the difficulty is like one or two, he has seven chances to only roll two successes. You're probably getting clocked in the face. And, and I get to set the DC or the difficulty on every single thing I want to. So it's like, if you can narratively explain why, why you having a pretty face means that you can convince this dude who has the integrity of solid stone that he would never let anyone bypass his, his domain. And you're like, but no, I'm pretty. That might not cut it. But if you use your disciplines or something like that to give you an advantage of charisma manipulation, sorry, not charisma manipulation. Uh, manipulation subterfuge of like, no, 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 uh, my, my brother's, he's, he's over there. I have to save him or, you know, manipulation politics. Do you know who I am in this city? Those things might go, oh shit. Uh, I don't actually. Um, however, uh, you know what? After you, you know, manipulation persuasion of come on, but I'm really pretty. Here's my number. Oh shit. I haven't gotten laid in a while. Cause I'm a security guard. Sure. If you can narratively explain why your skills that you would like to use work or you describe to me like, hey, I would really like to seduce him. All right. Manipulation persuasion. Or if you have a bonus in seduction, manipulation persuasion with a plus one or two or whatever your specialty bonus is in seduction and you win. Let's see. So does anybody, are we good? Is everybody pretty much good to go? I think we're good. All of that made sense. Okay, but does does everybody have their sires? Like a visualization of what they look like in your head? Because I don't. That's that's you. That's your daddy. I don't I don't need him. <laughs> oh god. Um your daddy. That's your daddy. <laughs> that's my mama. 
but you know, it's, it's going to be one of those things where I'm going to ask you, what would your character do in this situation? Or you tell me what your character would do in the situation. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm the world. I am, I am your NPCs. I am everybody that isn't you. So unless you have somebody's consent taken away from them, like a ghoul, for example, right? Um, everybody knows me by well, well enough by now. Like, we're not going to have a lot of dumb consent violations at the table. But ghouling is a part of the game where a a mortal is given the choice or or not to be given strengths and powers that you give to them. And they get stronger or faster or Maybe they get more pretty, something like that. And they can watch out for you during the day. They can take care of errands. They can use technology because unless you blush of life, your cold, dead hands probably won't work that touchscreen. Oh, will it? You know, it's, it's little things like that. Everybody's like, oh, fuck. I didn't think of that. You get to oh, God damn, blush of life. I forgot. Shit. I'm like, do I, do I change an advantage? <laughs> I, I will say that, and, and everybody who's watching, this week is for them to figure out, like, oh, yeah, no, 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 I need that. Yeah, are you letting us trade out skills? Yeah, um, we, we can talk about that. Yeah. Cool. Um, if you figure out, <sighs> first time chat and viewer, oh Man. my God, Ben. Dick. I got it. Yeah, I'm on it too. You got that. <laughs> Sorry, I run chat how I run the game. Dick. We don't want to okay. be famous. We're already amazing and awesome vampires. Hell yeah, yeah. Dude. So No, we do not need to buy viewers. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Don't buy viewers. Just change up your plan. You you can you can get people to love you. That's fine. Okay, so what we're gonna do is we are going to take a quick break, you guys. We're gonna talk about anything we might have to talk about offline. Uh, don't go anywhere. This is just a little break, and then we're going to dive into Blood in the Bayou.
everybody. Welcome back to episode zero, the little pre-game, pre-session of Blood in the Bayou. A Vampire the Masquerade 5th edition live play. Forgive me a little bit, I'm coming, I'm finally getting a little bit better over a uh, upper respiratory infection for about a month and a half. You might hear me clear my throat, but it won't last forever. Uh, Caitlin, did you want to take it away on the, the shoutouts? Yeah, we just want to say hello and thank you to Vancouver by Night. Um, this is our first time running this game and this show, but that appears to be all y'all do over there. So welcome. We're really excited to have you. And I'm going to be posting that list of vampire shows and games in our Discord so that people can go and join and have a good time and uh, support other vampy streams because if our viewers are here tonight, they enjoy this. So go check them out, everybody. I gave them a shout out already in Twitch and make sure you're on our Discord and we can host and uh, talk about their shows too. Always a good time. So Awesome. I love it. And I'm totally not going to go over there and learn how to do this the right way and not fuck up. Um, yeah, not at all. No one. <laughs> not no one at all. And it's not like I haven't been listening to D or not D&D, but VTM podcasts and uh, live play shows for like the last two years. It's fine. Um, oh, yeah. If you if you guys do like VTM shows and uh, podcasts, Pod by Night is a really good one. Um, that's actually where we get our content warning from. Um, Little Red Dots, Vera, if you're watching this, I'm sorry I did I did steal your shit. It's glorious. Uh, thank you for giving such a healthy and wonderful content warning for everyone here. Um, again. We won't, we won't read it word for word, but if at any point this series, this show, this episode specifically makes you uncomfortable, pause, come back later. Don't pause, come back later. Go get you some water. Come back next week. Don't watch the show. Whatever you need to do to make yourself healthy and to keep yourself safe, that's what we want you to do. Don't feel like at any point to, to support us or to, to be a good viewer, you have to watch the show. There's plenty of shows on Rep RPG that will love to have you, and we would love to send you guys there too. So, <sighs> you guys ready for Sess and Zero? We have Ghosty, Ghosty oh, no. Caitlin over there. I'm an actual vampire, <clears throat> and it just will get me up. There we go. Flush of life is not high enough in Caitlin <laughs> as a person. I've been dead this whole time. Just hit them with the razzle dazzle. Surprise! Surprise! So. Let's sink our fangs into Blood in the Bayou. So we're going to start off with a cinematic angle of the United States at night. You look down and it's just a view of all the bright twinkling lights, large cities, small cities. And we zoom in a little bit closer and a little bit closer. We see Chicago lit up, New York, just a ray of lights. Las Vegas, neon lights galore. California, East Coast, D.C. is just a big ball of clusterfuck as usual. It goes down south a little bit. And we switch the view. And it's no longer bright lights. But pulsing red neon. Pulse, pulse. Pulse, pulse. Pulse, pulse. You realize you're no longer looking at the electricity of the nation. You're looking at the actual pulse of the nation. The beating blood of every living person in America. We go down south a little bit more and you come across this little crescent city. 
and you see overlaid of the pulse, 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 pulse. Now you see the lights again and you start to hear the music and it's jazz. It's a little bit of bluegrass, parties in the street. The sun has just barely went down and these people have looked like they've been going at it for hours. And this is every night. Welcome to New Orleans. And we zoom in a little bit closer and a little bit closer until we come to a warehouse. This is the Mardi Gras warehouse. And if you're watching this, I'm sorry, I'm using your, your location. This is where all the floats for the Mardi Gras parades are stationed and put up when they're not in use. You can go do tours there as a living mortal and walk through and see all the history and the arts and the hard work of every beating soul in New Orleans. The camera zooms in and cuts away and you're inside. Float over here. Costumes over here, purple, gold, and green everywhere. Beads the size of your head and size of your fingernail just everywhere on these floats. In front of you is a dragon float. Mouth spread open, a big Chinese dragon. And you zoom in and you realize that the dragon's head opens up. And it moves away for you, the viewer, to go in. And it's not a float, it's a stairwell. And as you go down the stairwell, it's dark. It's dark and concrete. Little pulsing lights here and there. As you go in, you see an underground club. The lights up top, usually shooting beams here and there. And you can almost hear the music, even though there's none playing. You could hear the music that would be here. Club music. Just hip-hop. This just the pulse again of New Orleans between jazz and and Creole music and everything from traditional to modern to new people who have never performed anywhere else but on that stage. But tonight, it is a circle of people around five individuals. The circle of people you realize don't look like everyone you're used to. You have businessmen and women in suits and ties, and they look like they have so many more better things to do than be here. But business is business, and duties are duties, and you are here. Ladies and gentlemen in sexy dresses and art splot shirts, you can tell just by looking at them, there are some musicians, there are some painters, there's people whose life depends and is bettered by the arts. You see what looked like just common thugs, ripped jeans, pants, uh, blue jean jackets, leather jackets, mohawks, piercings, tattoos, and they're standing right next to the businessmen. Maybe not to what the businessmen and women want, but they're standing right next to them. Also looking like they have a lot better shit to do than be here, but duty is duty and business is business. You see a very small group of individuals that they all have their notebooks out and they're all looking around the room. Every now and then one will write something and they'll put their book back in their their vest jacket or their, their suit pocket or their pants pocket or the ones and the, the beautiful ones in dresses. They're just looking. They're not really writing anything down. They're just taking notes. 
And then there's another group. Hoodies. Big. Hats. Some with masks on their face. Dusters and leather jackets. And you figure out why a lot of them have masks on their face. They are hideously deformed. Some look like they are part bat, part wolf, part lizard. They look like they they just walked out of Fallout 4 with the, their ghouls. They, the, the camera shudders when it looks at these individuals specifically. And you as the viewer do get a little of, ugh. And then there's two people in the center of this circle facing the five individuals. Now, the five individuals are all kneeling, their hands, their ankles bound behind their backs. They have a hood over their head. And one person is just standing there and looking from person to person in the room, keeping an eye on everything. She, too, is pretty hideously deformed. She's got fangs that come down and fangs on the outside that go up over her lips. Fangs you can see in the front. Her nose is gone, just showing a skin flap over an open nasal cavity. The ears are pointed back. Her skin is pale. Her head is bald. No eyebrows. And she has piercings running along her head. And she just watches everyone. Now to her left is a completely different individual. He's pacing around the circle. Around the circle, not looking at anyone on the outside or the five individuals kneeling, restrained, bound, tied, and probably gagged before him. He's wearing a sort of hoodie, shawl, sweatshirt, a pair of gray sweatpants, a white shirt, and in his hand he has a cereal box. And he's just grabbing a piece of cereal, putting it in his mouth, walking around. And every so often, and you see it's a, it's a brown box in his hands. <clears throat> And it's got a sort of bird on it. It's a chocolate-looking box with a bird on it with a yellow beak. And he's just... And he's just walking around. And he does that about three or four times until he stands there and gets right next to, again, the very intense-looking monstrosity of a woman. Sheriff, do you think we're ready to begin? And then everyone, the camera pulls down and goes right in front of the group of you four and an unknown individual. You guys don't realize that any of this has happened. Just like all good stories start in a bar or a tavern in D&D, most of the best stories in Vampire start where everybody's just waking up trying to figure out what the fuck just happened. So. The camera goes over one 
hooded like burlap sack hood. Each one zooms into the one behind you. Ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you being here tonight. And again, the camera pivots and over to the one who is obviously cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I'm glad somebody caught that from chat. <clears throat> As you know, New Orleans got fucked a couple years ago. The Camarilla, the Anarchs, either they left or got destroyed or the humans found them. The second Inquisition. But most of you were invited here to help rebuild. And I really appreciate all the... So why we have you here tonight? And you're like... You see confused looks, but why we have you here tonight is we have some winners. We have some contestants who actually did what I asked them to do to help us bring new life or unlife into our amazing organization. Now, we have an issue before we go forward. And he pops another cuckoo puff in his mouth. We have an issue. I asked for four. We have five. So what we're going to do is find out who didn't fucking listen. And he looks around. Does anybody want to come forward? I know who you are. And then immediately, as he says, I know who you are. <sighs> One of the ones with the mohawks and the leather jackets. In that group, steps out. She looks like she's about 20, 25, maybe. She walks out. <clears throat> and she's just got a leather jacket. It's got a couple patches on it, but nothing really descript. She probably bought them or stole them or stole the whole entire leather jacket. You don't know. Jeans, biker boots, pretty well kept. She walks up and she immediately kneels. Only maybe five or ten feet away from the group of you. Again, you're just starting to come to. You're just starting, you don't know if you feel drugged or so fucking tired, but and you may try to reach for your hand and to, to wipe the whatever it is out of your face you can't see. And you hear the voice, one second, relax, relax, relax. And over the four of you, you get this immediate sense of, no, 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 we're good. No, we're good. I'm just going to chill. We're okay. This is really weird, but at least somebody's got me. Okay. So, back to you. Which one of these kind did you bring in for me? The last one, my prince. The one in the back. Well, it is a party, isn't it? And you see from like inside of his like hoodie coat, he pulls out party hats. You're going to be my friend tonight, aren't you? Yes, Prince. The fear is, is trembling where the relaxation that he imparted upon you is not being stretched any further. Well, I think everyone needs a party hat. This is a celebration, and we all wear party hats. And he takes one and puts it on his head. 
and you see that the, the, sh- the one that was called the sheriff earlier walks up and she's got two more party hats, like cones. I think you need to get to work, don't you? And hands them to this young woman. So she walks around and she gives one. And there is not a single one from the businessmen to the, the monsters that doesn't take a hat. Except the sheriff. The hats are gone. And you see that one of the businessmen goes, why the fuck she have to wear one? Uh, uh, excuse me, what? Nothing, my prince, nothing, nothing at all. No, no. I, I believe you questioned me. Did I tell my sheriff to wear a fucking party hat? Or did I tell you guys to wear a fucking party hat? And you see his entire demeanor completely changes between like, this is weird and fun versus I'm going to fucking destroy you. And he walks, the, the, the cuckoo puff walks forward. The one that has been called the prince all night. Walks forward to this nice looking man in a suit. He's, he's young, but you're starting to fear, figure out that maybe that means nothing. How you look doesn't really matter here. What you're wearing doesn't really matter here. And he walks up and he gets about six to eight inches away from this, this guy's face. And this looks like the most hipster kid you've ever seen. Just rolled out of bed, eating his cocoa puffs, and he flicks one in the businessman's face. I asked you a fucking question. And the businessman said, I meant no dis... And he gets flicked with another one. I asked you a question. I only expressed, and he just keeps flicking them. I, I said, why does the fuck does she not have to wear one? Ah, uh, that's exactly what I thought you said. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I heard you properly. And he goes and stands back into the front of the, the four of you. And at this time, everyone who was even reticent about putting a party hat is always like, yep, party hat. Gotcha. And... He goes and steps back next to the sheriff and he stands in front of the group of you and he looks around for the first time, really like acknowledging the group as a whole kindred present tonight. We have but six traditions. Could anyone tell me what the first is? And you see the brew hall that was kneeling down immediately stand up. Thou shalt not reveal thy true nature of those not of the blood. Doing such shalt renounce the claims of blood, uh, my prince. Exactly, the masquerade. Way, way to go. We don't fuck with the masquerade. We don't let kine know that we exist because we don't want to fucking die. Way to go, Bruja. Go back to your fucking line. And she does. She... Yes, my prince, and walks off. Could anyone, and he looks at the young businessman, tell me the second tradition? And he looks down and he looks back up. Yes, prince. Thy domain is thine own concerned. All others owe thee respect while in it. None may challenge thy word. And you see that he 
he forces himself to take a breath while in thy domain. I thought that was pretty easy. Way to go. I guess the Ventru don't really need to be taught much. You guys teach everything in fucking house. You should know etiquette and politics because, well, you're still walking my fucking streets. And he puts another Cocoa Puff in his mouth. So, where does my domain end? Looks around. No one answers. And he slowly walks back over. Sheriff, come with me. And you see that everyone, as soon as he says, Sheriff, come with me, steps like three feet fucking back from this kid. And he walks up. Young Ventru, what is your name? Jason, my prince. Jason, Jason the Ventru. What is your last name? Who is your sire? Prince, I, I am accountable only for myself. No one else is accountable for me. Ah... Tradition number four. We skipped one. Thou shalt create, thou, blah, blah, blah. Those thou create are thine own children. Until thy progeny shall be released, thou shalt commend, command them in all things. Their sins are thine to endure. I know you're fucking accounting for yourself. I run this city. And he just stares for like a minute. Into this kid's eyes. And then looks behind him. And there's nobody. They're just like parted. Like the Red Seas away from this kid. And just looks behind him. Looks at him in the face. Move. And looks behind him. There's certainly no one here accountable for you. But. You're right. You're accountable for yourself. And you do know the second tradition. I'm assuming you know all six. You wouldn't dare stand before me and not know them. We won't get into that right now. Do you feel like questioning my desires? Just a little party hat. And questioning why I didn't bother to give my sheriff one. Maybe she doesn't like party hats. Maybe she doesn't like parties. Maybe it doesn't fit her fucking head with all the piercings. That's a fucking matter. It's not your goddamn business. Do you feel like you might have disrespected me? Flick. Cocoa Puff in the face. Prince, if if I did, flick. Cocoa Puff in the face. Yes, Prince, I feel like I may have offended you. But I, I am... That's all I ask is that you recognized that you broke one of the six traditions. Sheriff, take his tongue. And he starts to back up, and the sheriff rushes over there, grabs him, stick out your fucking tongue. And he, uh, and she grabs it before he can pull it back in. Puts the tongue in her pocket and walks back to her place in the front of four of you. And you hear, the four of you hear, and he gets down. He, he prostrates himself. Shut up. He does. There's no more sound comes out of his face hole. And you guys are completely awake now. You know that there's something up. But you told her relax and it's it's fine, but man, this shit is fucking weird. What is going on? You can't see anything. <sighs> but you're relaxed. And you're calm. It's 
for everybody else. They know that you're okay. You're not going to run and scream. They've used quite the same tricks on a lot of kind like yourselves. Weak and worthless mortals that can't really defend yourselves from the true superiority of a vampire. Now they would never call themselves this. You heard it earlier, they would call themselves kindred. And you are kind. You are nothing but cattle and food and ties to the humanity that some, not all, wish to keep. And the camera zooms back into you. Now, Bruja, stand back up, come forward. A party can't be a party without everyone following the rules. But, but, and he looks at the businessman that is trying to, the blood is, the blood never really flowed freely. It was thick and, and viscous and barely a drop came out of his mouth when his tongue was taken from it. But he's still holding it and he takes a, the handkerchief from his business suit and dabs it. He's not overly worried. He's just overly embarrassed and trying to re- keep his composure. Bruja, are you also accountable to yourself? Yes, Prince. Well, every party goer needs to obey the rules. Can't have a party without a little bit of direction. However, we also can't have a party without snacks. So my question is this. You said the last one, the one behind, was yours. Yes, my prince, uh, I thought I would get here in time, and he looks, she looks over to a very beautiful person among the sea of beautiful people, a woman in a lovely dress. The, the, uh, the, the Toreador beat me by a few minutes, Prince. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. They do know their way around the city a little bit better. And maybe not better than a Bruja, but they definitely can get their way a lot more. Isn't that right? And looks over to the lady in the dress and just kind of raises a glass. So you can either one have this mortal as my gift to you for bringing snacks to the party, or you can gift it to Whichever one you like. Yes, my prince. Do I need to decide now? No, 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 no. Take your time. Take your time. This will be fun. Walks over. And Siren. You feel him snatch the hood. Off your face. And you are gagged and bound. And the moment that it snatches off your face, you see this woman who... She had tears, but she's fine now. She had tears. Makeup's a little runny. Her eyes might be a little puffy. She appears fine now, but you can tell that she was severely distressed for about 0.5 seconds. And when the hood is ripped off her head, you see who she was yesterday. First thing in the morning, the sun rises. And Siren, what do we see on the last day of your life? Siren wakes up in a stranger's house as she has many, many forms. Um, recognizes someone from the club briefly and uh, 
checks that she hasn't lost anything important this time. And uh, and grabs her uh, grabs her bag and heads out. Um, spends uh, spends the morning uh, elated over the news from last night, which was that the band that she had been building since she got here just recently um, was finally going to get a big stage gig. And she heads down. She 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 t- takes her time. She's hungover, but she's thrilled uh, that finally she's going to be center stage at one of the biggest venues in town with rock candy her band um yes. keeping it. Uh, you're welcome um and thrilled she's got her drumsticks out and she's just banging them on things as she goes headache be damned hangover can fuck off she is ready to go and she walks she i mean she, sweet talks her way into free beignets like she is just ready to go heads down to the post office and pulls this letter out of her out of her back pocket and she's been sitting on for a long time it's got an address in um it's got an address in in new york and uh just holding it and uh she flips it open one more time just to make sure that she's written everything properly a letter explaining I know you won't understand this. This is good news for me. Please come see my show. I know you think I'm at Juilliard. I'm not. I know you think I'm there. I've been on the road finding my own sound. And I know you may be disappointed in me, Mom and Dad. But I want you to know who I really am. And I want, would love for you to come. And she's scrawled. She's, you can tell this was written a long time ago in preparation for when she finally got to send it. And she's written in at the bottom in <clears throat> half drunk hand, the, uh, the address of the, of the venue. And she holds this letter and then thinks better of it and folds it, puts it, puts it away again. From the look in the postman's face, he's watched her do this many times. And she walks away again. So before you crumple the letter, the camera takes a look at it. And maybe there's a little little bit of tears on it. Does the concert have a date? You told them to come down and see your show. Does it have a show date and time? Like a week from now, two weeks from now, tomorrow night? Two days from now. And does or she, does she sign it? <laughs> oh, it's the tonight? I told you I'm being mean to her. She's not. Uh, does does the name at the very bottom is it signed Siren or it is not? It is signed Serena, like Worthington. It's a, a fancy upper class name, and mm. uh, and the um, I mean this is a this is the the way the letter is written is very prim and proper and apologetic while still asking for permission to be something that they don't think she is. And uh, they didn't want her to be. But she, uh, yeah, it's not signed Siren. It's it's Serena Worthington. And we see her crumple it up and she turns away and the postmaster just shakes his head. Kind of gives a little sorry smile and Watches you walk out. 
What's the rest of your day like? Just kind of the normal? Meeting with the bandmates, practicing, excited for the next night. Um, They've all got family already in town. They're from all over, and she's still relatively new. Um, And uh, still still goes, uh, goes through her normal night before a gig rituals. Um, she knew that if she'd sent the letter that morning, they could have been on a plane. They could have been there, but, but she changed her mind. And so instead she enjoys this, the night in the square. She enjoys the night on Bourbon street. She, she gambles, she drinks, she listens to the music. She sweet talks her way into some other stranger's house to crash on their couch. And she Um, finally feels like she can be who she is, who she was meant to be. Yeah. So she crashes out on this couch <clears throat> or in a bed of uh, a tonight-only lover. And we see the hood slowly, completely be pulled off and tossed on the floor next to her. I broke the string. Oh, no, you broke it with the I sadness. broke sway with my sadness. Hold on. There you go. Oh. We good? You were a little chappy. We are back, I think. I think we're back. Uh, that was my fault, everyone, for the, the glitchy goodness. If you didn't hear Caitlin's story. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, breathe a little deeper. You're good. Um, well, they did. They're mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> then we go into the next person. Jim, you feel the hood be pulled off your face and you can finally blink and you see this guy in front of you. You've seen him before, but as the recognition and confusion hits your face, what was the last 24 hours of your last day of your life? Um, so she woke up in her apartment. Um, she hadn't taken her makeup off in the night before, so it's just sort of smeared all over her. Um, she always sleeps in her underwear and a band t-shirt. So she's just walking barefoot through her like linoleum covered floor um finding interestingly enough cereal to eat and um like finding clothes that are on the chair they're too clean for the floor but not but not clean enough for the closet so they're in the chair that she can wear for the day she kind of like straightens up her her makeup and goes to work at job number one um which is at a vinyl record shop called um Cela D that opened in the 90s when CDs were a thing and they thought that it was punny enough for like Cela V mm-hmm. and it's actually just a shitty name <laughs> but it's so bad that people remember it so they come to the store anyway <laughs> so it works I love it <laughs> I love it um it's, it's like her um her boss Jerry um who's like this older older guy with the the ponytail and the the bald um bald spot and glasses um super friendly um but not like terribly upbeat and there's this there's like a couple of other high school kids that cycle in and out but it's it's been her and jerry there for like years um so she works her full shift there um Eats, eats something weird, like a, eats like Pop-Tarts for lunch, um, and then goes to get um, Red Bull and um, a burrito from from like a, a gas station. 
before she goes to job number two, which is bartending um, at Rudy's, which is this club. It's like this hole in the wall, smoky dive bar. Sorry, I was reading something. Um, yeah, so she's she's there. She's bartending. Um, they let her do shots there. So if people buy her drinks, she she does them. But not a lot of people do. She's like, she is affable and she is a good salesperson. And it's it's Matt. It's what they tell Matt Damon to be in Ocean's Eleven. They need to like you and then immediately forget you. So, but she does it without even trying. Like it's not on purpose. She she could talk to you forever about stuff and and no one ever remembers her name. Um, so yeah, and then when um, when the bar closes, when do bars close in New Orleans? Is it they don't? It's 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 oh, like would it be four? Like when would a, like a club close? They they really most of them on Bourbon Street. They they don't really close. It goes from like a. A nighttime rush to a little bit like, okay, everybody's kind of streamed out. We're going to clean up a little bit while the breakfast crew comes in is, is yep. kind of the feel that I get. This is also Worlds of Darkness. We're, we're making some shit up. Uh, none of us live in New Orleans, so the bars don't really but, close. Yeah, this one on Bourbon Street closes <laughs> at 4 a.m. Like, probably. Oh, and she lives there forever. Ah. <laughs> she's just, she's still more I live now. in the bar. Um, they close she, off Bourbon yeah. Street briefly to clean up trash, but most of the bars just have a second entrance just off Bourbon Street. So there you go. Like, you, so you close okay. off your shifts. Yeah. Um, she probably gets, like, she probably does coffee before she goes to bed. And then, and like something really stupid, like pixie sticks or gummy bears, um, takes her jeans off and then just face plants in the bed. Which is funny because I didn't buy a box of cereal, but I did buy a bag of gummy bears and I almost went the, uh, the gummy bear route instead of the cuckoo for cocoa puffs. So, uh, that's, I got you. Uh, that's I got you, boo. Hilarious for kids. so many reasons. Yeah, we, have, we literally have bourbon because um, New Orleans and Kentucky and gummy bears. So, you know, I'm feeling this. I'm not going to flick them at your face. But I just thought that the idea of flicking a gummy bear in somebody's face would be hilarious. That's wasteful. Cereal is one thing. Cereal, but gummy bears are wasteful. Yeah, that's fair. We, and so. You, you see this Catch it in your mouth. <laughs> Jim, was there anything else that you do for the day before you go to bed? No, that's really basically it. Like it's just a normal, a normal day for a her. normal day. So don't waste gummies. And so the, the look of not shock, but realization and confusion of like, huh? And then that's pretty much it. Like you're still under, whatever relaxing effect it was, but your, your brains have, everyone here has heard everything since they started waking up. They were just told to, Hey, relax, 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 relax. relax. I have a voice that you just, yes, of course. He's wearing gray sweatpants. Yes. Can we see stuff? Oh yeah. His, 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 now there's no blood that really like flows through the the undying corpse of a vampire, but like 
if he had a blush of life, you would be having a blush uh, for a whole other reason. So, because we're on our knees, right? Yeah, I mean, that's what's right in front of me. That's how I recognize. Well, I mean, he does squat down and like take it off, and he looks at you, and for a second, you get the feeling like he's going to say something, and goes boop, and tosses the the little burlap hood, kind of not in your face, but back at you a little bit. And and as you said, you you wear nothing but like shirt and panties to bed, and that's kind of what you guys are rocking is whatever you went to bed in. You you might feel if you usually don't feel a breeze, or if you usually feel a breeze while you're in bed, you feel like a robe on you. But she is specifically in a wrong way Jackson 1995 tour shirt right now. Love that. Fucking here for it. Voodoo says, thank you for being my Patronus, Jim. <laughs> Jim, you're my favorite. Happy <laughs> Pride. See? Exactly. So, it moves on. And Jace, you're just feeling like, this is a weird fucking day. Night? Fucking don't give a shit. And then you feel <laughs> the hood just be pulled. And it's burlap. It, it kind of scrapes your nose a little bit and as it gets yanked off. And what do we see of the last day of your life, Jace. So um, he is in like a small studio apartment and it's like fairly well put together. There's a couple of notebooks on his nightstand and like a couple of little potted plants in a tiny shitty window next to his bed. And he like wakes up and starts going about just like some morning rituals and then uh, like nothing crazy. It's just like his, it what it, is very obviously a routine. And then he, as he finishes up, he's like getting dressed and then goes out to go get a little bit of coffee. And then, uh, was planning on just like, and just sits there in the, uh, in the coffee shop with like a small laptop and just starts like writing some stuff. It's not very good as the camera, like pans to see what it is. It's like shitty poems. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Like it's, it's not good. It is very like visually formatted, and that just kind of like reads to how terrible the poetry. When one poem is it's, shaped into a heart. Yes, pretty much. Like it's definitely <laughs> like it's it's just like visually and like visually formatted, which just tells you this is not good. <clears throat> um, but so he like finishes up and uh, gets a text, and it's from his boss asking him to come in early. And so he like sighs and then sends her a text back and then closes his laptop, packs up and then heads on down to, um, it's a small shop called, called ancient site. And, uh, as he opens the door, the little bell dingling, linglings, and then he, uh, steps in and it's a little tourist trappy, a little like maybe there's something here, but it's very clearly a like you can get psychic readings. There's like uh, things for sale, like there's crystals, there's incense, there's any all sort of stuff in this shop. And he just kind of like looks around. It's empty like normal. And uh, behind the uh, behind the counter is a gorgeous woman and he uh looks at her and is like hey Aris, what's up and then he just kind of gets 
gets along with his day and it's uh it's pretty boring not a ton of people show up but um he's able to kind of use that time to maybe pull out his laptop maybe write a little bit more maybe pull out a little book and read um and, and, and you then, see and, and jace would see this as harris usually isn't there that late like she usually works throughout the night Mm-hmm. you take care of most of the day and to come in early and see her there is, is kind of shocking. And she's like, I am dead. I am going to sleep. And she yep. walks out of the back and it's kind of, that's kind of it for Iris. And you, and you know, she's calling you in like that is because some asshole usually flaked for the morning, the morning little shift. And she, she desperately did need you to come in. She's not one to yeah. really call on those kind of favors too often because she knows the more, she calls on you the more you're probably just like, I'm not answering that. She wants me to fucking come into work right now. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so what's the rest um, of your day look like? Uh, just working. And then uh, for whatever reason, uh, Iris doesn't, she, he gets a text that is like, Hey, sorry, I don't know if I'm going to be able to come in as it would normally switch to the night shift. Um, and so I'll, I'll probably be a few hours late. And then I think it ends up turning into him having to close the store, but being told that he can do so a little bit early. So like 10-ish, 10, 11-ish, he goes ahead and closes the store. Again, not a ton of people have been in. Um, And then he heads on home and uh, does a little bit of light reading before bed, but just kind of has some tea and then reads a little bit and then goes to sleep because it's just a normal fucking like Thursday or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing crazy is happening to Jace today that he knows of. Yeah. And and then, so the, that is the last thing you remember is having your tea and <sighs> finally relaxing for the day. Didn't really write any poetry tonight. Maybe the muse will hit you tomorrow. Maybe an exclamation point next time. And then you wake up and you see this guy in front of you eating Cocoa Puffs. And you're like, New Orleans. And you're like, but that's like the the last little bit that you, your conscious brain really like, all right, right, this is weird. And, and then it pans to you. And Addison, as the burlap is pulled off, you see it is, very slowly pulled off. Hello. Hello. And then is thrown off. And what do we see as Addison's last day alive? So Addison woke up at his beautiful condo in the Garden District. And he's only been in New Orleans for a couple months now and he's acclimating to the area and um it's very plain, but very um, impressive and masculine and um, dark metals and um, everything's very finished and has a place uh, that it goes to. And um, perfectly crisp white sheets on his bed. And he looks over and there's a woman there. And he just looks at her and says, you can go now. And she, she turns to him and, and uh, he kind of just like stares into her eyes and uh, he kind of gets the hint 
and gathers her things and, and goes. And he kind of yawns and stretches and starts his morning ritual. He takes a shower. Oh, this is like 5.30 a.m., by the way. No. Um, this is bright and early. The sun hasn't so even early. begun to come up yet. Um, and uh, he starts his morning <laughs> ritual. He does his, his skincare regimen. He takes his shower. And he opens his refrigerator. And all there are are some juices. He's on day six of a juice <sighs> cleanse. So he's not in a great mood this morning. Um, grabs his juice starts walking to the gym as he does every morning goes to the gym uneventful does his morning workout drinks his juice comes back to his house and uh, gets ready for his day his uh, his he calls his assistant um, because he is he's supposed to pick him up at 730 it's now 729 he's still not there so uh, Jamie his assistant he uh, gives him a, a little jabbing not not anything mean. He has a little bit of a soft spot for it, for his assistant, but just a, I'm waiting. And uh, he whisks him off to his first appointment for the day. He has several appointments. He's meeting with um, various people in the city through the day. He's um, sort of getting his foothold there with the, um, the different designers and fashion people. And uh, later, later in the afternoon, he has a meeting that he's been looking forward to for weeks with a, a woman by the name of Denise McCready. She designs some of the most extravagant costumes for Mardi Gras. And he wants to collaborate with her for a fashion show. He's been trying to get this meeting for, since he moved there, really. This is his big break. He can, he can sense it. This is it. He wants to, um, to create this, uh, this fashion show that has never been done before, that really celebrates Mardi Gras, but in a more upscale fashion way. And, um, the meeting doesn't go so well. He, uh, he, he's a cultured man. He speaks French and, and Italian. He, you know, he, he begins with, uh, with uh, speaking to her in French and quickly realizes that he doesn't speak French just because he's from New Orleans. So it's already downhill from there. And he's <laughs> not familiar with getting, not getting what he wants. He's very charming and uh, he sees right through it and sees the bullshit. And, uh, he asks before, before they end their, their meeting, because, uh, she basically is, is all, you know, Mardi Gras is important to her and what it is can't be bastardized and turned into something that it's not. And, uh, he doesn't want to take no for an answer. So he's like, please let me buy you a drink. Let's have a more casual conversation over drinks tonight. You name the place. And, uh, he, uh, he meets with her that evening and it again, uh, she's holding strong to her, her belief, um, of what, what I do and what you do are two different worlds and they will never be together. And, uh, he's having a pretty not great day. He's only had juice. Uh, and, uh, Poor guy. <laughs> he says, fuck it. And yeah, it's not a great day. Uh, he says, fuck it, asks for a, a shot of straight tequila, takes his shot, and uh, kind of scans the bar for who he's going to take home. And uh, there's a, 
good-looking gentleman at the bar. And he says, you. And then just kind of nods at the door. And that's all that was needed. Fair. And back to, back to back his, to his place? Condo, or, oh, okay. Or it's back to that. your place? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Now, does, does, does Addison allow him to stay the night? The, the only reason I ask is because this is the last night of your life. Does he ask? Does he allow him to stay the night? Would Addison, like the woman at the beginning, allow him to stay until he kicked him out? Does he enjoy the companionship, or is it just like, I don't feel like buying you an Uber. You can fucking sleep here. It's fine. Or like, no, 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 leave. <clears throat> really, once he's done with them, that's it. I think he probably let the woman stay the night before because he thought maybe around two in the morning it was good enough that it. Uh, that's fair. It might have merited a second round, um, but generally it's a, it's a one and done. It's like, I got mine. I'm, I hope you get yours. Uh, Addison wants love, but yeah. doesn't. Oh, yeah. He does not care about uh, what's happening on the other side of that That's fair. Uh, encounter. And as Addison has the hood removed from his face, again, you're, you're feeling relaxed, but you're, you're all like aware like in the back of your mind like this is weird but meh but you look kind of past the man in front of you and not not really your type he's not put together well he doesn't look like he's like he could afford the entry fee to the clubs that you would have gone to not only if it had an entry fee he wouldn't have got an invitation to the places that you could walk in freely but you look around, just kind of in a daze, but casually, like, I bet that bitch would love this place. And <laughs> and that's kind of it. And then he steps around, and he stands kind of between, not in between, but in front of, a couple feet away, but in between uh, Siren and Jem, and just kind of looks back to the Bruja. Is yours worth taking away from someone else. And she looks long and fucking hard at the Toreador. Like, yeah, because it's mine, but doesn't say anything. Just, Prince, I, as much as I know mine's worth and my own worth, I was late and I can't, I can't argue with that. Well done. Hold on to your snack. You can still give it up if you would like to, but you are honest and you're a good sportsman. And and about this time, you guys are kind of... Oh shit, this is weird. This is weird. This is... This is... Okay. And... Hey, hey, hey. Relax, I told you. And he looks at Jem to relax. And you guys kind of feel like, yeah, that sounds a lot better, actually. Relaxing sounds like the best thing that I could possibly do. And and some of you, you, you may have anxiety in your life. You're like, I fucking relax? I can't. No, I can relax. That's fine. <laughs> a complete change to what you guys might know in real life. It's like, oh, shit, that works. I need this guy in my like life. I would like to be here in real life, please. Never mind. <laughs> Let's go. Vampire. So, so he looks and he puts hands, not touching, 
but above Siren's head. I want to say. And he looks at you. What are you what are you wearing? What did you wear to bed? Uh, usually whatever she fell asleep in, fun or not, she would before she fell asleep get back dressed so she could leave quietly and quickly in the morning. So she was wearing I mean, probably no shoes, but short, short jean shorts, um, fishnet sleeves, uh, and a, and a red tank top, um, purple hair, just kind of, it's, it's to hear, um, askew and kind of like half up, but it's usually, you know, um, yesterday's makeup just kind of, kind of, uh, streaked, um, but just very what what she was wearing yesterday, just slightly a few layers off of it. Now, does Siren have any points in looks? Um, or would would Siren have? Okay, is it would be one of your advantages if oh, you shit. if you haven't uh, if you hadn't got there, we can get there. Is she hot? Is kind of what yes, I'm asking. She is. Yes, she fucking like, is. Like just uh, like. Yes. Dude, I would totally take her home. Or like, fuck, yes. I have no shot with this chick at all. It is. It is both. Is it both? Uh, both. It's both, depending on the person. Actually, that's, that's fair. Um, yeah, she is that. She is that girl who one of the ways she has survived is begging and flirting her way backstage that's fair. and becoming a groupie. <clears throat> like she is hot as fuck. Um, so you, she absolutely, goddamn is. So you see, you see the prince kind of, and then he taps her head. I want to say Slither, oh, no, Gangrel. <laughs> and then you see, you see these people that are like behind the Bruja, just like hoods, and like rags, and just like, they have said nothing. They drew no attention to themselves. <sighs> Not one of ours. And like, obviously, look at her. And it goes, Toriador? And you see the lady from earlier that did beat the uh, the Bruja to the punch punch bowl in this case because she's going to get drank. And she raises her glass and comes to stand beside you as he holds his hand out next to you. And he kneels down in front of you. Miss, what is your name? And you feel, you feel two things. You feel the relaxation kind of go away, but while it's not replaced with anything supernatural, you definitely get the idea of like, I need to fucking behave or I'm going to fucking die. I remember him cutting that motherfucker's tongue or arm or something off. I heard a shunk and then, and like, I, my name is. You. Siren. Siren. I'm Siren. Definitely fit for a Toreador. And Siren, let me ask you a question. How do you like your life? How do you like your life? How do you like your life? Uh, very much. Usually. Usually. Would you give it up? Would you give up your life and just die today? If you knew that you would live somewhere else, maybe heaven or uh, the Shadowlands or anywhere, live happily ever after, would you give that up all right now or do you want to continue on? And he 
Cocoa Puffs. I hate this. Why do I have to? Why is this my choice? It's not saying anybody else wouldn't get that choice. I'm saying you're first. I don't like it. <clears throat> if you'd asked me yesterday, the answer might have been different, but right now I'd very much like to keep living. But why? That why would you? Right now? And you don't feel the relaxation, but you feel like, ah, 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 I should shut the fuck up. But why? Tell me why you should get too lit. And he goes to flick something in your face, another Cocoa Puff, and then looks at the Torrier and goes, why should you? What benefit do you give my city? And he kind of does kind of like bounce as he says this. He's like, he's on his knees or not on his knees, but he's kind of squatting in front of you. Why do you deserve to live? Because it's a city of music and passion, and that's all that I am. Your music and passion. And he looks, and he just holds a finger up in front of your face. He looks at the Toreador. Now, the Toreador, what does your potential sire look like? Does it have to be this woman? Because I had someone else in mind. No, not at all. We can recon that. I had some, we were talking about somebody else the entire time. No, that's fine. I just had a very strong visual for my Toreador reasons. For it. Big, very, very tall, very muscular, sculpted but broad, tall ass black man with braided dreads that are just worked with beads and color and all of these things. Piercing fucking eyes, just I like was the not kind even of close. No, you weren't. Um, I have reasons. Um, just I mean, but like this is one of those people who the the outfit that looks casual is, as Addison would know, the most expensive clothing in the room, probably. It is on mm-hmm. purpose, designed to look casual, but it is thousand dollar each shoe and a four thousand dollar vest that just looks denim, but it's not. And it's just it is he is casual made for the Louvre. Mm. everything about his look his name is vegas vegas i'll fucking love it and so this yes. is why we are doing a session zero guys because i briefly kind of talked to everybody I told him to get their like sires ready and i kind of talked and to i him. had it <laughs> I, I didn't clarify with everyone who their sire was um sorry no no that's fine i like your way way better than just random hot chick that i was envisioning in my head um so like this massive motherfucker comes up and stands next to her and maybe that's why he was going to flick and he goes eh, never mind. And just, yes, the other one's here. And then he goes, <laughs> and it pops one in his mouth. Such a cool motherfucker, says Jay Dunn. Um, and so he looks. Uh, the prince stands up and comes to about like, to, like pecs high on this dude. Yeah. And, and you don't know if it's kind of like he's he's not shrinking back, but like, damn. Why, uh, Primogen? Sorry, never mind. We're going to wreck on that. Yours was not the Primogen. Uh, yes, Vegas. Why her? And why would, realistically, why would Vegas choose you out of all the musicians in New Orleans? Was it a show that you put on that, that 
you you did you've probably never seen this guy before, but even if you did, like what what was the thing that you proved that like I want this one, I want this one. So she actually would recognize Vegas because in his night for for himself, he is a bouncer at these at some of these clubs. Um, this is this is for him. He picked her for the idea of aesthetic and art and beauty is not always the convention that the upper class has decided it is. Um, and he appreciated and saw it in her and saw that same spark of that he had, which was he protects the women who are beautiful, the people who are beautiful, the culture that is beautiful here by taking care of the trash. Um, and he is part of that scene in his own way and sees her and he has watched her come back night after night and try to meet the bands and play sets all over town and different styles and try to weave new things into her music, even in the few weeks she has been here, where she has come from a place with and, and tried to learn and implement jazz, having no jazz background. She just, he can see that she wants so badly to elevate these art forms and make them something more. And he appreciates that this is a person who came from a background of cult- culture. Culture is not always what they say it is. And he, so for him, that's. So you definitely have not only the looks, but like the whole package. You're an artist, you're passionate. You, you give life to the city each night he you're probably, on stage. He probably, he probably made an impression on me once when I, uh, after a show, <clears throat> watched some drunk trying to hit on one of my bandmates and I punched him. Like, and he was like, ah, also that good. Um, and, and, and that phenomenal. Um, and he had to come break it up and was like, I've been watching that person. Interesting. She's not leaving. <laughs> She's doing more. Okay. <laughs> uh, apparently uh, people are picturing uh, Idris Elba and I'm like, I'm picturing like Idris Elba or, um, oh, he, he passed away. But the, the big guy from like the green mile, but with dreads. That's that's pretty much it. Is John Coffee yeah. like, hotter? Like way fucking hotter. Um. So yeah, I'm Idris picturing Elba, but The Rock. I'm picturing the other Lycan from uh, <laughs> Underworld. Oh, talks yeah. like this all the time. Yeah. 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 No, fucking hundred yeah. percent. And you and you see, he goes forward and he goes to bring into this unlife. I give you the gift of true passionate life to your city. Wow. Very eloquent. So she's hot and she does cool things. That's all you can see Prince, but yes, she is hot and she does cool things. She is an artist. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. And looks at Jem. Jem. Yep. Why are you here? I think you brought me here. Me? The prince? Oh, we'll come back to you. And then just gets up and walks the fuck away. And then goes to Jace. Hello, little one. Can I? She looks over at at Siren and like mouths, I've seen you. You're good. (laughs) I got shots with you a couple nights. Silence. And it's not from the prince. It's from the sheriff. 
And the prince looks back. All right, all right, all right, calm down. And then looks to Jace. Hello, little one. What is your name, Jace? You just, uh, just said it. Well, just because I know your name doesn't mean that you haven't said your name. Introduce yourself. Jace. So, do you get the drift? Do you want to die? No, I I really don't. Why not? Um, It'll be fine. Like, just a little nibble and you'll have the best night's minutes of your life. But there's just so much more to to have. Like what? You go to work, you come home, you fuck your girl, you fuck your guy, you fuck your them fatale. What, what is it that you have to offer me in return for you to continue on? And you notice that he doesn't say to continue to live. He just says to continue on. And he, like, while he's talking, it's, like, very obvious that he's, like, trying to figure out an answer. Like, he's he's just like, uh, oh, this man makes a point. No, that's not what I should be thinking. I will tell you what you can give me. Watch. And then puts a hand over your head. Confusion. And you hear a slight chuckle from around not everyone mostly like the business suits and like the pretty dresses they just kind of <laughs> like the prince made a joke and they're supposed to laugh at it but nobody else is like yeah it's whatever <clears throat> and then you see someone step forward from the the ones that were taking notes and putting it away and then kind of doing their their own thing not really paying too much attention but who steps forward from that that group? To Jace's mild surprise, it's Iris. And um, so his boss comes over and pats you on the head. You have so much more to give than just confusion. And what would Iris say to the prince is the reason why you're worth it? Why, why you? And she she would kind of explain. Oh, before that, we um, kind of oh, kind yes. of describe what she looks like. Yeah, so she is like five eight. She's this beautiful black woman with um with at the moment braided hair that is that has white braided into it and is uh at at this exact moment tied like tied back almost, and um she has. Her signature look is some like silver eyeshadow with a line of silver of silver lipstick just on the bottom lip, and it. she's uh, wearing a she's wearing some like black jeans with a flowy shirt that uh, like a shirt robe ish type thing, um, and she. She would explain that um, that Jace has a he has an, a natural inquisition and also just an ease of learning to him that he always tries to figure out a little bit more and he can he is able to sense what others weren't able to and that he that there's a reason that she has been 
grooming him for the past year and a half because he has been working for her for that time and that he that she has been guiding his path and so she knows and can vouch for the possibilities that he can bring to fair, the princess. Fair. So he kind of he kind of looks up to her and says, "Talented, talented enough for your chantry. You know I can see through that that store. You know I can see through that, right? And then that's this this the store. Like, and your in your mind goes like, my. And and what would what would she say? Is talented enough? Yes, more than talented enough. Just not trained yet. What if what if I want him? And she would Most of your him. kind would do much better with me and mine. Yes, but there are certain things that you don't have the same inklings for that he shows an aptitude for. I can't argue that. (sighs) And he reaches and lunges for your throat. Does Iris do anything? No. And he just kisses your forehead and then moves back. And then he comes to you, Addison, and he, he just sits on the ground like crisscross applesauce, and he's still got his his box of cereal. He goes, "Would you like one? Would you like a cuckoo uh, puff? Does is the cuckoo puff you know from what, a man. crazy man tempting enough for your juice cleanse and like shot of tequila? I'm fucking hungry." Hunger is something that we all here completely understand. And he, stick out your tongue. Stick out your tongue. Kinky. And then he just kind of like, like with unerring accuracy, as you do it, like it hits the back of your throat. Like, (laughs) and you're still like tied up, you know. Do we have another Toreador here? He's pretty. He's got some sass. And ass, is this another Toreador? And you hear from the monstrous group, like three deep growls. Not like like an animalistic growl or roar, just like severe fucking frustration. Nosferatu and stands up and he walks over to a sheriff. Did you know about this? No, my prince, I did not. That's not who I... And he goes and he walks up to the group of rats and bats and and ghouls and melted skin like Ryan Reynolds from Deadpool, but worse. Uh, Primogen. And you you see this, this, this guy, he is... Basically, imagine Siren Sire, but skin melted, no dreads, no ears, no nose, just brick shithouse of a man. And you you look at his, his skin, it's got kind of a greenish hint to it, but his, his eyes, you can see that he might have like Asian ancestry when it mattered before he was dead. But 
huge and hunched over. And as he stands up, my prince, this one was supposed to be ours. And he was taken from us. And he looks at at Addison and goes, no fucking way. No. No. Pretty boy. He, the Cocoa Puffs. The, why him? Arrogance. Beauty. He was to be our Cleopatra. And you see the Toreador's glare at all of them like their arms come down and you don't you guys have no fucking idea like what's going on but from what you guys can see and at this time the awe has kind of worn off but like i said you are you know you're kind of out of your fucking element stolen by who and then you hear click 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 as dress shoes or possibly heels because I'm not making this mistake again <clears throat> walking towards the group and who do we see coming out of the Ventru clan gathering so this is Rebecca Chase she's the High woman heels. that was in his bed the night before fuck yes fuck yes fucking here for it. and she has Pale porcelain skin, dark hair that's pulled back into a severe ponytail. Um, she's beautiful but severe at the same time. She reeks of power, and um, he recognizes her as the same woman, but with a completely different energy. He knows her physically as the same woman, but this is not the same person that he picked up at the club. Um, in any way other than the way that she looks. And you you see the prince look and hear the taps and, and, and hears the heels. And this is uh, Toreador and looks and no. Primogen, you, you let the Ventru snatch her Cleopatra from what I could only guess was supposed to be the Toreadors. And you, you hear them just kind of like, the Toreadors go, huh. Like, yes, but we're not giving you the fucking, like, dignity of knowing that uh, we wanted him to. And, like, because the Toreadors do attract beauty and success. But the Ventru, the Ventru are the businessmen and women. They know the power of pulling out the rugs beneath everyone. And so, <laughs> so the prince walks up. So, um, shocking. Why? Why this one? Besides the fact that they want him and they wanted to fucking just blah his face. You, what, what does that one do anything for you guys? And so what would she say? Um based on their conversations and he had already known about him the 
the night before when he picked her up, he was pulling all the strings. He specifically was there to meet this man and make him think that he was conquering her. Mm. Um, she'd read about Just him in to magazines. Prove a fucking she'd point. seen him as like an up and comer from New York. Um, and uh, he saw the the uh, the drive in him and the uh, the the leadership and the um, the the work ethic of somebody that just is going to get the shit done and somebody that um, has that persuasive nature to get what he wants when he wants it um, and something that she wanted to to harness in this city. I like it. So I love the whole idea of like, yeah, you're conquering me. We'll see you in a fucking moron night, bitch. And like, and uh, she goes, he thinks he runs the world. We'd like to see what he can do when he actually has some actual power. But we do plan to keep him in line, train him, teach him. And uh, hopefully he, and and she looks at the the one with the and hopefully he'll learn to keep his fucking mouth shut and she turns and like leaves you and turns and walks back to the group uh you have the easiest job sir of filling dress shoes tonight i will say that i'm going to give you a gift since you're in such high demand tonight I'm going to give you the ability to beg for your life. And he says, I'm just playing with you. And he goes over and he physically, and this man is, he's like five, eight, five, nine, kind of skinny. He looks like a younger, like dude Lebowski, like from the dude from the big Lebowski, like that whole like aesthetic of just like, I don't give a shit. And like, he brings the last hooded figure over and kind of like throws her like no chunks her through like a window, but like throws her like kind of in your lap and pulls off her hood. Bruja, Bruja, where aren't you? Oh, there you are. What's your name? And she goes, Jessica. And it's, it's a very like guttural, Voice like it, it sounds like a growl, but it, Jessica, Jessica, um, why should we kill the Ventrue fledgling? My prince, I did not get here in time. I understand. Well, why this one then? Why, why did you think to even bring her through the room? She upholds our values, prince. Your, your your value what does she throw molotovs at the fucking bars and and burn down garbage cans and when their sports ball team loses they burn couches in the street what what would they do for you she's a graffiti artist damn good one all over your city spreads hope Spreads messages faster than the fucking sewer rats could do it. And she points to the Nosferatu. 
She's a rebel with a cause, my prince. And there, there. But you did lose and grabs the back of her head and goes to Addison. This is your snack. And and you're like, she's not really my type, but. And then you hear her cry and start to beg and says, no, please, I'll do I'll do anything. I will. I will never spray paint again. I'll spray paint your fucking murals. I don't know what you need, but I don't want to fucking die. And you see that she's she's like a Creole local like she's from the last like hundreds of years. She's got every tip of culture in her blood and she's like i i whatever you need uh prince prince got you do you want crowns unfortunately you were the last now jem you recognize this voice she's come into the shop a couple times to buy music you've seen her artwork You've seen what she's done, and it is it is beautiful. Does Jem do or say anything? As you kind of like turn your head, and you're allowed to do so. Like you, you guys have been looking around. You're not. I'm just gonna stare at the wall. You've been looking around, and you just shit. You're really good. You're the one that's been covering up all the Nazi stuff, I right? said silence, and you get a sword to your neck. And the prince turns, no, let's... She's going to be one of us, right? What do you have to say for yourself, Kine? Do you know this one? I, I mean, kind of. And I know, yeah. And And you see that she looks over and she's pleading at you like... She takes a second to remember who you might be, and she kind of recognizes you, but like, as you said it yourself, she's kind of forgettable. And she's like, "Uh, yeah, Prince, see, I'm good, people. That's the problem. You're people. You're just people. And you see again the the physical like, oh yeah, this would be cool if I did this. <sighs> and he breathes in and out. Would you like one? Oh, I don't want your fucking Cocoa Puffs. I want my fucking life. I would probably take my life if I was the same. Yeah, I understand that. Just each one. And then, uh, so, uh, Nas and true Adore? Uh, pretty boy. Cocoa Puffs. Do you want a snack? And what is, what is, Addison's like, we're gonna kill all you bitches. And Addison's like, I don't fucking know what's going on. Like, does he say, yes, I want a snack? Like, is he gonna fuck this girl in front of everyone? Is this some weird sex cult? You've heard of some weird sex cults. You've been to some weird shows. They were like, I could do this like once a month. And you're like, what do what do you do? Uh, what? And he just he Speak looks. Clearly. 
He looks over to the Toreador. Are you sure that he isn't one of yours? Like, he's not. And then... I can hear you. Oh, you shall be fun. And just kind of flicks a Cocoa Puff again. Like, mouth open, not, is flicking you right in the fucking nose with the Cocoa Puff. And, and do you want to drink the blood of this mortal until you are full and sated and fully satisfied or not? Three. Um, uh, Addison just kind of looks over at Jace and goes, is he fucking serious? One. That's... That's fair, I guess. Confusion is amongst the group, apparently. And then he kind of, like, kind of nonchalantly kind of kicks Jen, like, Jem from, like, she's facing this way, he's behind her, and kind of, like, kicks her. And then, like, and says, and just pulls her up and drags her, like, on the ground behind him. Jessica, you may ghoul this one with my permission Make her however you would like. All that I ask is that she, in some way, fucks over the ventru. In any way possible. Don't care. Don't care how. And then hands her to the bruja. And Jessica, like, has her arm, like, on her, like, stomach and around her, like, it's all right, we got you. It's okay. It's okay. And then bites into her neck and drinks and drinks and drinks. And the other Bruja kind of go to stand in front of her as she drags a semi-conscious woman out of the room. And looks at the, the Ventru. You will teach him, I understand. Teach him well. And know that while a ghoul is nothing to one of us, one of the kindred, you might have some annoying artwork on your buildings for a little bit. And she goes, yes, my prince, we'll teach him well. No punishment. He doesn't fucking, no punishment. We will just teach. And then she kind of decides... Now for the last one. Who the fuck picked this one? She's forgettable. She, and hold on, but you you said that, like she was cute and bubbly and like boobs. Is that still like the, the, the plan that you went with? Oh, she's not really bubbly. Um, like she's not saccharine, but yeah, she's, she's cute. Do you plan on putting uh, points into looks at all? You can say no. I don't no. know where that like, is. So, so looks are just an advantage of like, are you exceedingly attractive? Like one, like one is okay. Or like, um, really, really like two is average. One is like a Nosferatu. And then like, so you, you automatically get like one. You're not, you're not hideous. Um, girl got taken away a little bit. And then, um, Two and three, like, Hottie McHotterson over here that likes to go on stage is probably a good two or three, if not, like, four on a, on a really good night. Is it a skill? 
No, it's not really a skill. It's like an advantage. Do you have a physical attractive advantage over most other women or men, men of your social no. climate? No. Are you cute? Machine, so no. Are you cute or like regular? Like on a scale of one to ten. Like, like, yes, we're rating like women on this channel. She's a cute or regular. Okay. Okay, yeah, I get yeah, that. She's, she's, she's got dishwater. And, and, yeah. and the prince kind of looks like, she's not, she's okay. Toriador, did, did you? And they're like, no, my prince. Didn't didn't know her. And like, they all kind of like, oh shit. And then you see like the Nosferatu kind of shuffle. And then you see the Ventru with the mm -hmm. He stands up. And he just slams his chest. You. Little mister can't keep his fucking nose in his own goddamn business and walks and snatches the sword out of the sheriff's hands. You who think you can run your fucking mouth in my goddamn clubhouse. And kind of like very like, <laughs> like clubhouse. And puts it to his, his throat. You think you have the right to sire fucking anyone? And you see the venture like for the second time just kind of. And looks at the primogen of the venture. He's a very, very large, like, I don't want to make him sound like he's um, Kingpin from, like, Spider-Man. But he's a bigger white dude in a nice suit, bald head. And he, did you did you give permission? And he keeps kind of jabbing, but not breaking the skin. Just kind of like, nah, 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 nah. Did you give permission to this motherfucker to sire someone? And he looks at him, Prince, we told everyone in the clan that if they wanted to sire someone, do your research, bring him to us. We will look over his dossier, and if selected, he could bring him. We, we had a lot of people that were interested. They didn't need our direct approval. Fair enough, fair enough. And then he slices the Ventru's fucking head off. Like, it takes him two good fucking whacks. Whack! And then noticing, like, uh, oh, and he starts trying to move away, and he goes, whack! One last time. And you see him slowly turn his skin tart to flake, and the camera pans to his face, and it just slowly ashes away, suit and all. I am so sorry about your sword and gives it back to the sheriff. It's okay, Prince. And like just wipes it on her fucking arm. And you see the, the blood start to just kind of smoke away and then just cheese it and crosses her arms. Jem, I don't think the Ventru wanted you. I think you're mine. And okay, and, okay, and so you see shock and awe and audible physical had to think about doing it gasps from absolutely everyone in the room. 
you see people stand the fuck back a, a step or two. You see the Nosferatu, like, what? Like, what? Imagine, like, the movie Nosferatu, like, that guy, just going, huh? And, like, very confused <laughs> of what the fuck is going on. Like, never saw. But Prince, ah, oh, excuse the fuck out of me. What was the infraction that we've already had here tonight? I believe, respect me, respect my domain, don't fucking question me. Jem, and he sits down, ruby, sapphire, diamond, crystal, not really a gem, actually. Why do you get to live? We have an artist, real hot. We have pretty boy, likes Cocoa Buffs, kind of an asshole. And then, like the best kind of asshole, Addison and I just had to play this up. And then we have... And he kind of looks at Jace. And then, but why you? Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Well, it's actually not that kind of gem. It's more like gem from the 80s cartoon. I just really like music. I'm really good at it. I can tell you any kind of music that you want for any kind of mood you're in. If it's raining and you want to be happy, or if it's raining and, he, he and you want to be sad, if you're hungry. Not just raining. I can do all other kinds, too. It's just been raining a lot lately. And it looks around like, like looks around at other people like, duh, do you just keep, do you just keep going? Yeah. She, she, it's, she's talking about music. So yeah. How, really. how long um, could you talk about music? Just like rapid fire. I'm really good at picking bands that people haven't heard of and like connecting them with things that they haven't really seen a lot of. And you know, what's funny is so many people think it's stuff that's like up and coming. And so it's really not. A this lot of happens for bands. about five minutes, about like solid five fucking minutes. And he sits there and raptured and looks around like, do you know why you get to live? Cause I don't like Cocoa Puffs. We need to work on that. And he stands up and just kind of walks around. Does anybody know why she gets to live? Well, unlive, unlive, unalive, but continue. Does anyone know why she gets to continue? And goes to the Bruja. Uh, No, my prince. And goes to the primogen of the Ventru, and he just shakes his head. No. Toriador? No one could guess your mind, my prince. And goes to the gangrel. And they just kind of back up. No fucking no. There. Goes around and gets to the Nosferatu. My little spies. And you see him like, you see the Nosferatu, they don't like being called my anything by anybody that's not fucking them. And you get the, you get the, the sense just, it's everyone else and then the Nosferatu. And you would think that it's because like they're ugly, right? And you, but the camera picks up on the fact that it's, it's not that. They don't want to be fucking around everyone else. It's Nosferatu and everyone else. 
Prince, I had no fucking idea you were actually going to be a sire tonight, so... Uh, surprise! And they just kind of, like, bow their head. And he goes over to you. Are you sure I can't convince you to have a Cocoa Puff? Sure. And she'll, like, kind of... Hey, you don't like sperm. Cocoa Puffs! Ladies are mine! And then just kind no, of like, no, 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 mine, mine. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? <laughs> Unless you're packing you're fucking sire. like gummy bears in your ass, you're not pulling out fucking shit. I thought you were like no. reaching back, like I no, have no, gummy no, bears. No, no, no. Like, you know what's funny? You know what's funny? You're a sire, and you're gonna be a sire. Did anybody else get that? The prince is a sire. <laughs> I know. I, I got the joke, to, like, but like it's, it's also Malkavian, like the un, the unclever shit, like he gets. But then goes, "You were playing my song," and then stands up and walks away. <sighs> I think everyone can take off their party hats now, and you see that everyone does just like oh, he smiles. Cyrus, step forward. And he takes, and steps forward too. These are going to be your progeny. What is the third tradition? And you hear like in unison, in unison, like, and it's, it's definitely one of those things like, and you know, like who's going to start first. And then it's like the, the Toreador and the the Venture almost immediately just like, I'm going to be the first. But everybody just kind of catches, catches in line with them. Thou shalt only sire another with the permission of thine elder. If thou createst another without thine elder's leave, both thou and thy progeny shall be slain. Good job. Good job. So, if they fuck up and you, you see the Ventru, sire, Addison, you hear her voice go, uh, we fuck up and I kill everyone. If you can try and very like, I kill like in a, in a way of like, I kill anyone who stopped my progeny from succeeding. And then I have to kill my progeny. Like she, you are a business venture for her. And if the ship fails, fuck it all. That is true. You will destroy your own progeny if they fuck up. They have six months. But we have a little catch. Because I want this to work. Primogen, step forward. And they do. Just clunk, clunk, clunk. Now, I know that these sires in front of you are not your progeny. But if they are of your clan, they are, you are their elders. So I put it to you. If these four do not succeed in what I task them with, they'll all die. They'll all fuck up. One breach of the masquerade that is not more than no breaches at the masquerade. And you kind of like, you see some eye rolls of like, yeah, we all know there's a little bit of a leeway with that one. But, mm. 
but they all die. Either now, in six months, or sometime in between. Do you believe that they can do it? And you see everyone just kind of nods or they stay silent. Good. I am so glad that you're all so confident that primogens, if they fail, you kill them too. And you see the sires immediately just like everyone aside from Addison's sire. And obviously Jem's sire. Just kind of goes, oh shit. Like very physically like, the fuck? And so, uh, Siren, what was Vegas? Vegas. So Vegas, like, pipes up. What's the task, my prince? I don't feel like fucking dying. And he goes, we're going to give them a haven. And again, you see some, like, okay, interesting. Like, not completely unheard of. And tonight, we form a coterie. They have six months. And he looks to each one of you. They have six months. And then, I'm going to try to kill them. In the daylight. If they die... They die. And sires, you don't have to kill them. Primogen, you will kill your new, soon-to-be sires for failing the Camarilla of New Orleans. Do you accept? And they all take a second, right? Addison, your sire is, is standing now kind of in front of you and just kind of nods her head. She knew going in, like, regardless, this was her fucking business plan. This is what she was going to do. And so, and Iris steps over and she goes, you still think you're worth it? To you, Jace. Yeah. Kind of have to at this point, right? (laughs) And you see the prince just go, you guys notice the weird thing about this? And... You you see, <laughs> you you see the gang roll, uh, Prince, if I may. Yes, yes. You see the weird thing. I'm just gonna say it, Prince. There's nothing about this night that has not been weird with respect. And he does this for like a minute, like. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. They're just like going with it. I offered that one to eat the girl. And he was just like, uh, what the fuck? That just leaves shock. Everybody else is like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm good. Yeah. We're going to turn you into vampires. And you, you hear the sounds of disgust from everything. We are going to drain you fucking dry. And then you're going to suck the blood out of whatever orifice, whatever appendage that they stick in your fucking mouth, and you are going to be one of us. And Jim, he looks at you. You're going to be like me. 
I promise you the music's better on my side. Does anyone do anything or say anything? First off, I would like to think that Addison is actually like Addison in game right now. Like, David, I really just like Addison is like, I'm fucking here for it, man. Like, this is I'm not walking out of here alive unless I say yes. Best business move possible is I'm fucking going to do this. <laughs> just, I think he's really just like, fuck. All he's thinking is like, fuck it. And, and Siren, what's going through your mind? Nelly goes one of us, one of us. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking, poor, poor Addison is just his last meal was juice and a cocoa puff, like a fucking course. Where is there to go but up? Um, uh, well, I think Addison too is looking at all the Tory doors, going, "Would do, would yeah. do, would yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent." Hate your hair. <laughs> <laughs> You're obviously a painter, um, aren't you? You were, you were, um, yeah. a scholarship higher um uh no uh she is she has been looking at at the group that athens was standing with since this since athens or vegas vegas sorry wrong city vegas his name is now athens vegas (laughs) nope (laughs) um she's looking at the 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 place where vegas was standing and she's just like looking at all of these people and she is now taking in the the look the aesthetic the the unique everything that's happening and in yeah and realizing that there's probably no way out of this she knows her own strengths and this ain't it um if this is her choice the thought is well i have uh i faked my life for so long i might as well uh keep it up a little more it's fair jim anything going through jim's mind other than i don't like cocoa puffs but i'll eat them She's thinking of all the music that could possibly, and she's trying to figure out what his song was. Hmm. Like she got it right, so I'm just like, oh fuck. Okay, I, look at him. Try to figure what is it. What do is you, it, what do is you it? have roll twenty up at the moment? I do. No, I was say, if you do, see if you can roll me. Can you roll? Do you? I don't know if you can. I, just, I don't, I don't know if you're there yet. Picture, right? okay. Yes, it, it's it's there to be able to roll. We also have on the Discord a dice roller if you are if you want to use that instead, just so it's digital and so he can see it. I, I, I trust her. We'll we'll get all that separated and and done for next week. Um, I would like you. <sighs> let's do. What would be a good insight? Uh, yeah, let's do intelligence. Insight. So, so I just hit the insight. Yeah, not intelligence. Let's do re, uh, composure. Composure insight. As you're like, yeah, so go, click if you click on insight, it'll bring up a window, and then you can select which attribute or sorry, which trait is selected with it. You said composure. I'm sorry. Yeah, composure and insight. Oh, shit. <laughs> what did she roll? I can't see it. Uh, four successes with two crits. And four then, successes. Oh, shit. And then, a, and then a well, hunger. She's not hungry yet because she's yeah. not a vampire. So the good thing is you didn't messy critical on the fucking prince trying to remember his favorite song. Um, but <laughs> the first roll of the campaign and, okay. and you crit the fuck out of it. You know exactly what song he likes. His... The song that he's talking about, you know exactly what song it is. 
What song is it? It can literally be anything you want. I know, but fuck you for putting me on the spot like this. You're going to answer me. Um, uh, it's um, it's the uh, it's the Sunday's cover of Wild Horses. Nice. We're gonna. I'm gonna write that down. <clears throat> So now, everyone, you know the prince's favorite song? Sunday's cover of what? Wild Horses? Wild Horses. And I'm going to put it in the Discord. (laughs) The only cover worth mentioning. Fair. So we've done one and taps the head of Siren. Two, bops the head of Jim. Three, and kind of like rolls his fingers on Jace's head. And four, and and taps Addison, five. We need a fifth and a sixth. Sheriff, what is our fifth tradition? And the Nosferatu badass bitch walks up with her fucking sword on her hip, sheath still up, blood still fading away. Honor one another's domain. When thou comest to a foreign city, thou shalt present thyself to the one who ruleth there. Without the word of acceptance, thou art nothing. Indeed. I would like to extend the hospitality to everyone in this room. Everyone. We have drinks. We have snacks. But what is the one thing in this room you cannot have? And the sheriff just goes, Cocoa Puffs. And and everyone else is just kind of like Cocoa Puffs. And the sixth tradition, who wants to say that? Ah, actually. Edison, what is the name of your sire again? Uh, Rebecca Chase. Chase. Chase is all that I can remember. Rebecca. So, Miss Chase, Rebecca, if I may, what is the last tradition that all kindred share that aren't worthless fucking sabbat? And she, she just repeats verbatim like she's reading from a teleprompter at this point. Thou art forbidden to destroy another of thy kind. The right of destruction belongeth to only to thine elder. Only the eldest among thee shall call the blood hunt. Well, I'm not the oldest. And the prince goes, I'm not the oldest. But I am in fucking charge. Right? And looks round to absolutely everyone. No one says otherwise. I'm not the oldest. You guys heard that. Who gives the right to a blood hunt in this fucking room? And everyone just kind of nods deferentially. Even the Nosferatu bow their head. And he looks at the sheriff. You do, Prince. Exactly. So, hospitality time. And the sheriff comes and you will want to follow me. And you guys can stand up. And she cuts the ropes binding your ankles. But not your hands. 
you'll want to come with me. And turns, expecting that there is not going to be anyone to say otherwise to her, turns and walks away outside of the circle. Does everyone follow? In what order does everyone follow? Is there anyone who's like, I'm fucking doing this? Or like, I don't fucking know what I'm doing. Like, who... Do we do we have anyone that's like I'm fucking doing this? Yeah, Jim's like, Jim's like, I'm good. Come here, Jim is actually not far behind. She is. She's having some thoughts, and she's like, "Well, fuck it. This is the way. This is just a bad trip. I'm gonna go with it." Is I think Addison's really just like, oh, "Fine." Are our sires coming with us? Nope. Or is it just us? Just you. Then, it's going to take it. Jace realizes that there's, this is not a situation in which you cannot go. However, it's going to take him a second because he's going to be like, what is Iris? This Iris, the scary person. Oh, scary <laughs> person. Okay. I guess. Um, why am I going alone? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you don't oh, drop me off at school. You come, oh, come with me. Oh, you're not coming with me. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Oh, fuck. Oh shit. God damn. What do you mean you'll be here at the end of the day? Aren't you kidding? <laughs> Much. And, and so, and so, the, the sheriff walks you out, out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the warehouse, and you see the stars in the sky. You hear the music of the nightlife not too far away. You feel the nice cold air on your skin. And behind you, you hear screams. And then a limo pulls up. A nice, long, long, black stretch limo pulls up. And not like one of those, like, let's rent a limo for the weekend. Like, this is this is a no-shit limousine. It's it's a stretch caddy, to be honest. Like, it's, it's fucking nice. They put some fucking money behind this. And the sheriff just kind of stands there. Now, you have your arms behind your back, but the door comes up, and she just kind of opens the door. Or not the trunk? Would you prefer the trunk? Well, that's Megan asking. I'm just making Oh, yeah, no, the the back door. The back door. (laughs) Like, you're not riding shoddy, but you're, you're, you're going into the guest area. Like, you're being... You're riding in a fucking limo. Like, it's not the worst thing in the world. But, like, your your hands are still tied. And you're like... So do you just kind of, like, try to, like, fumble in? Yeah. Okay, fair. Everybody else? Si- Siren gives a minute of, like... Am I... No? Okay. Like, just... She doesn't say no, anything. She just kind of gives if this you, gesture If you look to hands. her, she she takes it away. She, she cuts your hands and then puts the sword on your neck. You're going to get in the car, right? immediately but look at it and then goes and puts on her her, on her on her shoulder she goes into the car (laughs) she can behave so so meg went in with her hands tied jace did you as well i want to say you kind of like i'm going in he's the last he's the last one to have gotten there so he's gonna see what other people do fair and uh david or addison uh I think he's kind of look, looking at the car and kind of seeing 
what we got here. What kind of money did they spend? Like you would, you would understand uh, that and then, uh, it's, it's worth it. You would be seen yep. in this. Yeah. Especially in New Orleans. And I, I look at her, I look at the, uh, yeah, yeah. And I look at the, uh, the sheriff and I say, uh, what am I supposed to be impressed? And then I kind of start to go in and I, I said, if you would, and just present my own. And he, she just does it like with one slice all the way through. And then he kind of gives her a little wink and says, I, I roll me. Can you roll yet? If not, I'll do a hedge or tails. Yeah, I can roll. Before you give her a wink, I want you to make a, oh, what would be a good one for this? I want you to give me a, I'm trying to think what would be a good, like, not vomit check. Give me a, rouse. Composure. Yeah. Composure. I was gonna Can say. Can you do? Or... Yeah, do a straight composure. Do a. Do a straight composure. Yeah. Oh, nice. What do we got? I rolled two successes. Two successes. You you needed to beat three. You oh, you say yeah. that, and you do wink. And as you get in the car, you you almost like want to vomit in your mouth from the fact that you just kind of hit on that. Yeah. Good thing I don't have any food in my stomach. <laughs> That's true. You got a cocoa puff and a juice. That's it. But yeah, That's it's it. it's definitely one of those things that <laughs> Beauty and the Beast, but make it vamps. Uh, less so, more like. So a Toreador is known to be able to like influence from their looks. So are Nosferatu in a way that they can never increase their looks. They're always at, uh, I think, a, a one or like a negative one of disgusting. The sight, the smell, it's, they, they are cursed. They're visually cursed. And as we go forward, you'll find out that most Nosferatu are closer to humanity in, in their morals and beliefs and their actions than a lot of the other vampires. They don't hold on to it longer, but their actions are around community and, and finding the information. And to do that, you have to be able to, to lean where you need to lean, pull back where you need to pull back, figure out what people want. And in doing that, they do establish some sort of bonds with not only their own clan, not the Camarilla, not specific other ones, but, their clan, and then some of the kind. And you'll, we'll figure that out as we go forward. Hello, Hannah. Thank you so much for the raid. The lovely cultist. Welcome to Vampire the Masquerade. And, and as we see all of our fledglings, soon to be, all of our living, breathing, mortal kind crawl into the back of the stretch limo willingly, some enthusiastically. The camera cuts away. Oh, go ahead. Jen, what, would, you, would you like to do something? Did, did Jace get his bounds cut? Yeah. Jace did. Gonna, you did not. No, no. She, she shut the door behind Addison. 
rolled her fucking eyes all the way back to the back of her head and then got into the front. Like she's riding shoddy and there is that, that divider of fuck you privacy meant for you all, but definitely like the door is locked. There's no door handles. The thing is up. Mm-hmm. The Everything is pitch black. The windows are as darkly tinted as I would say humanly possible, but superhumanly possible to see out of you guys see nothing you're like that's painted fucking black and and like blacked out rims black tires black paint it is pitch black aside from the interior lighting and it's just regular like not not dome lighting but not shitty ass led like party lights like i will have in my fucking room not like the 30 dollar lights but like the no, like, okay, first off, we're all streamers here, and we know that okay. we don't make, but, but like, you're also not immortal fucking vampires. Yes. So you don't you, know, my camera won't watch me. We, we also don't own limos. You also don't own stretch caddy limos. So like, you know. But, you know, and it's, it's lit in here, and you guys, <clears throat> we'll say, for the, the benefit of this, Meg and Jace, you are facing towards the rear of the vehicle. Okay. Because you got in first. And that um, Addison and Siren, you are facing towards them, towards the front of the vehicle. And can we I have... Un- can I untie whoever didn't get cut? Yeah, Meg is the only one that didn't get cut because okay, she's enthusiastic and she's like, I was told to get in here and she didn't see an oh option God, to be option. untied. Yeah, so I'll I'll see, I'll like offer to untie her. Yeah, go for it. Uh, so that- uh, I'm going to call you Meg from now on. So, Jem, do you allow this stranger to take the, the, the restraints off? Yeah, they've all got them off, so I think it's okay. Okay. I don't know if we, I don't think we really have like an inventory list on our character sheets. We do. Okay. Jem, uh, you have a three feet piece of rope. Fuck yeah. That's going to save us one day. You fucking don't know. know. You're like, I'm going to shove this down the fucking back of somebody's throat. Like, I don't. Cut, cut to a year from now when we're like, oh my God. The <laughs> Does the anybody have approximately rope. three feet of hemp and rope? Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, <Aha>, bitches. <laughs> you said I was crazy. <laughs> my time. So with that, everyone, we're going to take a quick break. Go hydrate, go get you some num-noms that are not human mortals. Those snacks are only for the Bruja and Addison. And we will come back here shortly. Thank you guys so much. See you soon. And welcome back, everyone. Boys, girls, guys, gals, them fatals, and all the kindred who may be watching. This is Blood in the Bayou, and we are back. Oh, hey, good timing. We back. Again, uh, we did a content warning at the beginning. We're going to do one before we pick back up, just in case anybody's like, what the fuck is this? This is Blood in the Bayou, Vampire the Masquerade, 5th edition. Uh, This is our session zero where you kind of get to see the future characters become who they are. They've already done their character sheets. Uh, They've already kind of figured out exactly how they wanted to go about doing things. Um, And what they're going to do is tonight... They have, they were bound and tied and gagged. Actually, before we do this, let's actually do the content warning. 
The content warning is this. This is a mature audience's live show. That means that we're going to deal with the tough topics. We're portraying vampires who have left their human lives behind. Expect that they're going to make bad decisions and deal with difficult themes meant for an adult audience. These themes may include, but are not limited to, body horror, murder, gore, extreme emotional situations, and graphic images. Remember to not hold these actions against the players, just the character. If you ever need to take a break, then go get some water, pause the episode, come back later, or just skip this episode entirely. Take care of yourself, because the monsters of the bayou most certainly will not. And as the camera fades into focus, where we left off were our four new recruits, should we say, to the the unlife world of the Camarilla. They were chosen. They were told why they were chosen. They were given the choice to defend the actions and defend the choice of being able to continue on with their existence or be nibbles. So uh, we met our prince. We met our sheriff. We met the sires. Um... We're going to find out a little bit more of them as we go, as every story does. And we got a little brief glimpse of the different clans. Again, we'll see more of most of them as we go, because we have a very good split of of clans represented here today. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to see if we can make this work mid-live show, because I couldn't switch it while we are doing it. So we're going to try this out. Mm. la da da Da, da, da. Uh, I can do it. Somebody else, like, hang out with the audience while I do it. So, uh, this show is not our only new show. We have recently begun, as many of you know, our D&D PvP tournament. It's not a tournament. League. There we go. Um, Sway is a part of that. It is how we brought him in in the first place. And, uh, and you know, their team needs some help, but that's between them and the dice roller. <laughs> yeah. Boy, <laughs> can't roll fucking shit the other fucking night. Fucking curses! Um, anyway, so, um, that is, yes, PvP League hype. How that works is you can tune in all weekend. It's Fridays and Saturdays from 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time to about midnight 30 Eastern Time. That is the time zone we are currently in now. Um to watch teams of two or teams of three go head-to-head against each other for various in-game and out-of-game rewards. That I have to fuck up the cameras prizes. for a second. I'm sorry, guys. You're fine. Go. That, I'm just going to talk It's just me. I win. <laughs> I'm very good at that. This is my yeah, show now. I win. It, it was your show already. Fuck oh, off. Bam. There we go. Hey! So, PvP, come this way. Bam. Let's We're go. back. Sorry about that. I... I have two screens and it only wanted to open on this one. I'm like, that's not the one I need you to open on. So everyone, we have our lovely characters and we have their clans. If you don't know the clans, you soon fucking will. If you do know the clans, just be advised that this is one, my story. And two, it is also New Orleans where every other campaign has been Chicago, New York, London, this is New Orleans, and things work a little differently here. There's magic not only in the books and the stores and the, the practitioners and the priests and priestesses and possibly one of our characters, 
But it's also in the air. It's in the music. It's in the blood itself. It's in the soul of New Orleans. So, uh, how's everybody feeling? Ready to dive back in? Like I want to move to New Orleans. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Get her going. So, let's sink our fangs back into the story. And as the camera fades back into focus, you guys have arrived to a unknown location. You guys, it looks like a warehouse from the outside, but it's not the Mardi Gras warehouse that you walked out of with the, the Mardi Gras floats and storage and the hidden entrance into the club down below. This is a pretty nondescript warehouse. Walk in and there's there's boxes and there's a couple storage, like one of those, uh, the Connex boxes, storage units. There's a few of those, but nothing really else here. There's an office kind of in the back and you guys are let in. And everyone... Everyone aside from Jem uh, had had the restraints cut off, and uh, Jace was able to untie Jim's Jim's restraints, and Jim was now has approximately three feet of hempen rope. And uh, the sheriff walks you in, kind of motions for you to come in, and then shuts the door. Reasonably polite. I mean, she opened the door for you in the limo and opened the door for you now, but at the same time, you did. You didn't see it, but you know she cut a motherfucker's tongue off and then gave a sword to a motherfucker who cut a dude's head off. You you know that this isn't the one to fuck with. She's not the one. But, being polite. And you guys walk in and she shuts the door behind you and you are in a open-ass warehouse with just her. Does anybody say you're doing anything? She is a badass. Good acoustics in here, I'm guessing. Yes. Interesting. Please remain. Don't sing. Don't scream. Make me sing. (laughs) Is is that nobody has any questions or anything? You don't have to. I'm not. I'm just giving you guys the chance. Um, Jace is going to look to... Uh, I guess Jem because he just untied her wrists and also probably Addison because he just feels like he knows what's happening at all times. And just I'm kind of be like, I'm not going to say that this matters, but you are all still, still wearing exactly what you went to bed in the night. Well, <laughs> tonight, I mean, you guys, you went to bed and then you woke up hogtied. And, <laughs> and what are you guys yeah, oh, yeah. So Pajama pants, no shirt. Because I, I think I think Addison said what he was wearing, but go ahead, Addison. What, what did you wear when you took your your date home? I'm date. I'm wearing straight up Calvin Klein brief, and that's it. <laughs> yes. Fucking here for it. <laughs> to have still the attitude that you have dressed in that, I'm sirens impressed. Just I as a it. person, Addison gives no fuck. Clearly. Apparently, we're giving off Rocky <laughs> Horror Picture Show vibes. I'm here for this energy. I wish Please I, I, continue. They're black. I've never seen they're black. Before. They're black? Nice. Nice. Megan, you they're do have never yeah. seen it. What? Movie night. <laughs> there you go. So I, I'm sorry. To, I, I cut you off, Jace. What were you going to say to, to, to Jim? Um, he, he's just going to kind of look at Jim and Addison and be like, 
Are they confused still? Yes. Okay. Then maybe I wait and like not say anything. And you guys are completely free of what mechanically is the all feature here. You're aware and you've had a car ride, a pretty quiet car ride. Um, maybe some light conversation, maybe some introductions. Um, if you guys wanted to, or you can do it now. Um, the most awkward breakfast club ever. Yeah, I mean, you guys like watched some people die, walked out of a cl- a clubhouse a full cult. full of yeah. If you didn't see things, you saw some monsters. You did see some fucking monsters, yeah. and you saw a lot of homeless people, and you looked like a lot of people you wouldn't want to run into an alley, and then a lot of businessmen and pretty ladies, and you don't really know exactly what's going on, but you get the impression that. These people think they're vampires and there is a very believable person in front of you that gives you no question of what's going on. Yeah. So I'm relatively new to the city, but um, some of you are locals. This isn't normal, right? No, the warehouse. I mean, there's lots of warehouses. Actually, yes. Jace, I would like you to roll me a... Let's do a intelligence occult. Oh, speaking my language. Yes. Okay. Um, intelligence occult. No, but yes. No, yeah, no, but yes. I mean, it's uh, four successes with one crit. So, okay. So we'll, we'll call that five. Um, you work in a metaphysical shop and obviously your boss has been grooming you to become a vampire. Yeah. You've heard of some shit, not just like you. Did you grow up in New Orleans? Yes. You're used to the voodoo. You're used mm-hmm. to like um, the voodoo queen herself being mentioned. There's a lot of voodoo and some hoodoo and a lot of mixes with magic and Christianity. Yeah. You've heard of like, oh no, the vampires are going to get you if you've, you know, like. You hang out in graveyards, man. Like vampires don't shock you that they exist so much as like, oh shit, no, they do. Like I'm not yeah. surprised, but I'm kind of surprised. Exactly, yeah. And so he's just gonna like look back at who he th- who he's been told is the sheriff, and then back to Siren and be like, yes, but no. New Orleans is well, you know, and that's. <laughs> Gonna leave it at that. That was super helpful, my dude. Okay. I, I mean, how long have you been here? Less than a month. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you get you get used to. There's a lot of stuff here, and I don't, I don't know. It it just makes sense. It's weird. It makes You're sense. On board with all of this. Okay, okay. No. You, but, yeah. Okay, like. Ready to take the cue from the local? Also, no, but yeah. <laughs> she has train hopped across the around the country enough to know when in Rome. So she's looking at the person who looks and acts like he's lived here a long time, and it seems nonplussed by some of this. Is the sheriff the only person that we see? Yes, uh, other than the four of you, she is the only one you see in this room. Hold on, okay. let me let me do that as a storyteller. She's the only one you see in this room. Fuck you. (laughs) 
Now, whether or not she's the only one, like you, you've heard nothing. You've seen nothing. You, you guys reasonably believe that she's the only one in the room besides you four. And she just sits there and stares at you. It's only maybe about a five minute ride from the, the warehouse or the, uh, the quote unquote clubhouse to, to where you guys are now. You, you wouldn't really, it's a pretty nondescript warehouse. It's not extremely huge. This isn't like some warehouse that used to be a factory. This is just a storage warehouse. Like I said, it's got a little office in the back. It's a single story. Um, it's a few conix boxes and, uh, a few conix boxes and some like some boxes. And she just sits there and stares at you. She's got the sword out and it's on the ground and she's just kind of resting her hands on top of it. Is kind of not staring at you guys, but taking you all in and registering each one. She's studying you. She's not staring. She's she's studying you. Did they mention snacks? And I kind of look at them. Are, how far away from us is she? She's about 10 feet away. Like, she's she's not up in your business, but, like, she can hear, and especially if she's a vampire, she can hear what you're saying. But mm-hmm. she's also, she's not, like, you can't reach out and touch her, but, like, she can't really do the same for you, you guess? She's giving you a little bit of privacy, but not, like, allowing you to be able to run away. So, um, you, yeah, Jace, I, I mean, I'm assuming that Siren would have not just spent the limo ride being in silence and uncomfortable. She 100% would have said things to people. So, Jace, yeah, mentioned snacks. Yeah, I thought they did. But this maybe, is the weirdest house ever. And she, she, uh, the sheriff, just kind of like slowly smirks a little bit like not like ha, but like hmm, that's actually funny for reasons because oh, no. they, they did mention snacks that? at the at the clubhouse there yep. was cocoa puffs and a graffiti artist amazing yes jim thank you i don't mean to bother is it going to hurt let's see not for you You'll most likely enjoy it. No, you all would be perfectly fucking fine. Probably the most beautiful moment in your small young lives. Does it hurt him? Thank you for calling me young. (laughs) And she looks at you. You could be no pun intended, on your death's door and be young to me. And she gives you a wink. And and not in like, in like a you're a snack wink. Like, it, it does kind of like, what? In your mouth, like, oh, fuck. What? Because she's an Osferatu and they're not, they're not attractive mechanically. Now, whether... Any of anybody is like a monster fucker. If you are, please, in your character, let me know. You might dig some Nosferatu. I will not take that away from you. I will say they are supernaturally disgusting. So, like, sure, you may have liked the movie Nosferatu, but that face wasn't like <laughs> in in your face. Yeah, 
So she looks at you, Jem, and no. Do you care about hurting someone who is going to kill you? He has really good taste in music. It'd be a shame. Not a lot of people know who the Sundays are. And she just kind of realizes that she doesn't really know what you're talking about. Like, understands that it's probably a band. Because you said it's good taste in music in the Sundays, but, like, has no fucking clue. <clears throat> whereas, whereas Siren is immediately, oh, no, I know. I absolutely know who they are. I was thrilled to. And then she I obfuscates. Was- and then... <laughs> <laughs> Power's coming right. quick. She ain't even bit yet. Shit. <laughs> um, oh, no, no, nope. I know what it are. It's great to have someone Stop else. You realize we're going to die? What? Well, since I'm <sighs> hoping this is a dream, I'm, I'm hoping that that will trigger me waking up. And, and a dream. Jace, you, you rolled four in a crit. Like, yeah. you completely understand the situation. Yeah. And she looks she looks at Addison and goes, Tonight will be the last night that your heart beats con- unconsciously. Hmm. And she just kind of like looks around the the warehouse, just kind of like, Yeah, dude, you you're in your overhead, but okay. <laughs> like Yeah, I think that like Jace is just like thinking it all through like okay so i wonder if that thing is true oh huh wait oh and like just going through all of the like the things that he has known about vampires not just like from random internet lore but also new orleans so so meg i have to ask is that is that meg raising her hand or is that gem raising her hand because for Meg, you don't fucking have to do that. For Jem, that is adorable as fuck. And, I love it. <laughs> yes, Jem. Oh, precious little muffin. Okay. All right. Thank you. Um, so if all we do is eat blood now, do we um, process it the same way we would process food, like right now? <sighs> And again, you can tell, like, it's a physical reaction of just, oh, yeah. And just, like, looks at the ground and looks up at you. You'll figure it all out. We all do. She's going to get, like, a little bit closer and kind of lower her voice. But is this the last chance I get to poop? Do you need to? to? Well, I always can, but like, she if I'm never going like, to do it again. Fucking Malkavians. Like, Listen, you, you may really be given the you chance. You always have one in the chamber just in case someone jumps you. What? I... I don't want to do it in front of them. Do you're, you mind if I like you're, watch? You're not you leaving. No, no, no. I have to have you stay here. And it kind of looks like understanding that if her sire is who, like, 
is of the clan. Like if, if they're going to be the same clan that there's probably like something that she's not going to understand about you. And there's a shit ton of the world. You're not going to understand about her or what you're walking to. So also like you're the prince's new fledgling. You're she's, she's trying to, you see the, like the confusion on her face of, I can't let you leave. Because then I can't watch right. you. And if I go with you, I can't watch them. I can't watch them. Would you like them all to join you in your last shit of your life? Hold on. Can you guys just turn around for a second? You are not like, shitting on my floor. <laughs> you want me to shit? I don't. Okay. Why? No because, reason now. It doesn't matter. Like, are you asking? Are you asking the sheriff why? Or are you asking Jim? Or both? Um, are you, just, are you asking just the universe? Claiming it why? into the ether. <laughs> asking the universe why. And then, and then uh, Addison looks at the at the um, at the sheriff and is just like, "Can we please just move this along?" I well, don't know oh what all was happening. Or who these people are, but I can certainly say I have more important shit to do. It sounds like so does she, and looks at you, and is just like you. Your importance does not register with her. She gives zero fucks. You live and breathe, and you're not Clan Nosferatu. Zero fucks about anything you say, other than making sure you don't run away. Listen. Here's the thing. And she, this is to Addison. She's like, listen, here's the thing, right? Last night, I did a whole bunch of stuff that was the last time I was ever going to no. do it, and I didn't know it. No. No. This is the last time I will be contemplating no, doing you. something. And, and, like, she's just sitting there with her hands. She's just sitting there. Like, she's just not enjoying this because, like, again, zero fucks. Like, as long as you're not running away, she doesn't care. I don't know how to tell you this, but I don't care. You just did. You understand that, right? I don't care. You're using your words like a big boy. I'm proud of you. I don't I care. fucking love Ventru so much. <laughs> like, there. So, for those of you guys who don't know, the Ventru are the king of kings, the blue bloods, the ones who believe down to their core that the lineage of vampires have always had Ventru like controlling things. And he's very much like, apparently he was fucking chosen at birth to just lead the life that would ultimately become a Ventru. And Toreador are usually either extremely beautiful models, etc. Um, which is funny for other reasons, because the Bruja thing would have worked out a little differently. Um, but they're, they're artists, they're... They're the sensualists. The The beauty of the world is theirs to fully enjoy. And no one of the kindred can really fully enjoy that like the Toreador do. And so there's a lot of times where the Toreador and the Ventru kind of butt heads of who really is the, the more sophisticated ones. You have the money and the power and then the, the money and the power kind of thing. Um, with, with um, I was going to say... With Jace here, uh, being of Clan Tremere, again, there's a power struggle there because 
they have the hidden secrets. They know more than almost anyone else. Only to second to maybe the Nosferatu being the spy network and always having somebody in their pocket they can go to for information. But the Malkavians just always seem to know the information. Not always, but... Man, they know a lot of shit that they shouldn't know. Just fucking in their heads. So, <laughs> meanwhile, the Lissambra are like, bitches, please. That's fair. Um, the Lissambra actually has a crown for their clan crest. I'm just saying. But <laughs> he's like, I'm crossing yep. over. Um, <laughs> and does this kind of continue? Does anything? Does anybody want to have like a specific conversation? Or just kind of um, just continue, like, maybe a little bickering? And... Jace is going to ask the sheriff, um, so, so are we waiting on the, like, Iris and the other one? And she, she we... nods her head, yes. They were given hospitality. It shouldn't last too long, That's but they shall arrive. And unless anybody else has anything, you'll hear a knock on the Connex boxes from within inside. Don't move. And you can do what you want, but like the bitch told you not to move. And she walks over, she puts her sword, like it's still spin in the sheath, but she puts her, her sword back and stows it on her frog and then walks over there and then Opens the Connex box and steps aside. And you see people walking up from underneath the Connex box into the light of this dimly lit, creepy-ass warehouse that has now just been a little bit more creepy. And you see your sires walk forth. And they each stand in front of you. And Iris walks up to you and says, You ready, kid? Again, kind of have to be, right? And he's going to give like a weak smile. And, and she looks at you and, and puts her hands like like on your, your neck and shoulder. And you feel it. You you may have noticed this before, like a brief like touch here or there. Like, she's usually cold. And... Mm. Now that registers for multiple reasons. And you feel just like the, the extra fingers that go from your shoulder to your neck. And you still have a choice. You've worked hard for me. And I've steered you on the path that I thought was good for you. You can say no. Yeah, that's okay. I think I'll, I think then, I'll go along. And then, so Iris kind of like motions for you to the front door that you guys came in. And outside, there are, and you heard no cars pull up. You heard nothing from the outside. And she she walks up, and it's her it's her car. I don't know what kind of car Iris would drive. You would, but it's her car. <clears throat> yeah, you've seen it pull up before. And uh, I love playing a Malcolm. So, and then we'll kill you. And then. Um, and she motions for you to sit in the front seat next to her. She opens the door for you and do you get in? Yeah, he does. And then you get in and she starts driving away and you kind of recognize from the direction that you're probably going back to the store. All right. And then we're going to cut away back 
to to Addison. And so Rebecca Chase, the woman who shared your bed briefly, um, good enough for two rounds, um, walks up and she extends a hand to you. Do you want to see it at the table? Is this is this some performance art bullshit? Did Giorgio Armani, <sighs> you know the one, did he put you up to this? This is Giorgio and Armani. No, I, I do see why you would think that. Um, let's be very real and put the, let's say a contract on the table. Uh, I give you potentially immortal life. You don't fuck me over. You gain money, power, privilege. You work for us. And in a way, you work for yourself. But you better, Clan Ventru, and through the extension, you better the entire kindred society. You will have more strength, more power, more wealth than you have ever even seen. <clears throat> and her hand is still extended. What does this work entail? So the very first tradition that we spoke of before was the masquerade. I will tell you everything once you have proved your usefulness, I guess would be the best way. We have to make sure you're one of us before we tell you what that really means. And I understand that that is taking some of the cards off the table, but I guarantee you'll win a lot more hands than you ever have before. Write me a check. $100,000. $100,000. In our society, we would consider that a, a minor boon. I will give you $100,000. I will provide you with immortality. I will give you the tutelage and instruction needed possible. But in return for that extra bit, when I need something, a small something, it's only $100,000, then you answer and you return the favor that I'm extending to you now. I am. You shake her hand. And he takes her hand. Yeah. And so she she walks out the front door, like in front of you, like where Iris was like, "Come on, Jace." And she's like, "Fuck this bitch," and like is is the power play in the room of just like walks in front of you, opens the door, doesn't look behind you, and gets in her gets in the rear, and because she has her own driver, and she's not sitting up front like a pedestrian essentially. And sits in the back, and you can open your own fucking door and get in the car. Uh, fine. And then you do. And you see her reaching um, reaching into her clutch as she does. And as the camera fades away, you see a pen in her hand as she goes to write. You may add... You may add two dots. Temporary dots. In resources. Yeah, but do you have three feet of rope? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's when we we kind of we we get we go back and we see like Jim go. <laughs> do you have three feet of fucking rope? No, you don't. And and with no that, rope, I can buy with hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> and I'm already rich. <laughs> Yeah, but but this three feet of rope is priceless. You can never buy memories. 
the and, memories. And so with that, the prince is still the like we made along the way. The prince the comes out along the way. The cocoa puffs are gone. And he yeah, he's he's done. He already he also had his real feel of stuff. And you see that there's like a little bit of blood on his lip, like just in the corner of his mouth. And he walks up and he puts his hand on your shoulder and goes, I'm glad you understand the important things in life, on life, in the existence that we're going to. Are you ready to go? Yeah. She'll lick her thumb and start to go for his mouth. Ah, don't. Oh. Ah, I had to throw up the Cocoa Puffs. Yeah. and and like doesn't like nah, don't touchy like no touchy and then so we are going to go back to the clubhouse but it's different and then starts walking back towards the connex box <clears throat> and then vegas's big fucking ass shows up what's up rock candy you have seen my shows a lot of them. A lot of them. Um, you know... What'd you think? I really liked the way you threw that fucker out of the bar. Like, I really didn't have to do anything that night. I respect that. You're a woman who can answer, handle herself. We're going to make it a little bit better tonight. But only if you want it. <laughs> and he... He gives, like, a very sultry, seductive, like, you can tell why yeah. this motherfucker is a Toreador all of a sudden. Like, he's like, yeah. if you want it. That's exactly how I imagined him. Thank you. That's exactly the visual I Excuse had in me. mind. Um, I need a moment. <laughs> Everyone? If he were like, I'm a Vegas stan. Oh, my Lanta. He is so hot, honestly. And then Gambit's like, hear me out. Scrooge Wig stuck stuff. I, I have some very specific visuals for him. If anyone would like to draw fan art of Vegas specifically, I can make measurements. We're actually going to pause there. Because um, I meant to bring this up towards the end of it, but that is a great leeway. Uh, if you guys want to do character art for us, please send it in. Drop it in the Discord. I don't care if they're sketches or like... This is a little stick figure of Jem, and this is a stick figure with a Cocoa Puff, and that is the prince with a little crown. I don't care. Um, that would be – I would get a kick out of that. I've, I've ne- My story gets fan art. But, like, if you guys want to do that, especially for the characters, that way we can actually throw some stuff up in between and at the beginning of this the show and at the end of the show. Listen, and- I, have my, I have my visual polls in Bayou. People can just go draw from that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, 100% if you guys want to do that. If not, awesome. And then we roll back in, and he extends a hand to you. Do you still do what you love or loved? And he kind of drops his hand, and he goes, <sighs> I get to do more things I have to do more things that I don't like. But I get to help more people that I do like. And and you know, like, that's that's kind of his demeanor is like, he's he's like the, you don't know why he would have been selected by the Toreador, but you know that he is, 
he's like he's gorgeous like for one like that's obviously not not he's not hurting anybody's fucking eyes but he's he doesn't fit with what you've seen throughout the night of the pretty just i'm gonna do whatever i want to because i'm pretty or the the not disheveled but but like the the painters and you know, it's the stuff like that where it's not not pretty. You're an artist. You're a photographer. You're a singer, obviously. Okay. He doesn't fit with that. He's big. He's broad. And all you've seen of him is be the protector guy who launches motherfuckers out of the bar, out of the clubs, out of the concerts when they're being a little too fucking out of line. And those people never show back up to that place. Now that registers, maybe there's other reasons. <clears throat> Needed a place to hide the body. <laughs> Great. Um, so, that kind of answers my question. What do you want to do? <laughs> Fuck them? Is that what you said? All of us do. Ride his face. Ride his face. Every That'll single die. one of us. Um, Just grab the dreads and go to town. What heroes won't do? Well, this no, this this sire is now um is now her daddy. Um, yeah. in every way, it's going to happen. So, <laughs> 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 um, it's fuck off, all of you. Um, but yep. uh, no, Game she, on. she. But he asked you. <laughs> so, what do you want to do? That's why we fight. That's why we fight. Um, you've seen what I want to do. I just want to do more of it, and I don't want to go back. To what I was. To where you were. And he kind of looks and he reaches into his suit pocket. And he's big dude. It's it's tight in all the right places, right? Yeah. And he and he and he pulls out an envelope and it's crumpled, and you immediately realize that it's the letter that you never sent out the day before. You missed your show. I did. You'll never have to go back. But there's some things that you can never go back to. And he holds out his hand. Do you want it bad enough? (laughs) Sorry, I do sexy pretty well from time to time. Your whole job, ASMR. Fuck off. Um, You know I will. Caitlin, (laughs) ride that man until dawn. You heard it here first, Chad. I have no choice. Um, So, uh, (laughs) so, sorry, it's not my fault. It was I was demanded. Um, She, uh, for a lifetime of being able to do more of what I want, absolutely, I do. Any kind of (laughs) lifetime, huh? We'll see. And then he, he takes your hand in his and kind of kind of like grabs it, like not grab, but like grabs it and then kind of leads you in front. And as oh as, God, he's a gentleman. as you as you walk in front of him, he, he he like you go to the front door and he does, he steps around and he bows his head a little bit, opens the door. I made a damn good choice. And then lets you walk out and it's whatever car you would expect 
him to drive. And he, he has his own driver as well because Toreador. He has his own driver and he does open the door for you. Do you get in? Oh, absolutely. And Just, uh, what's the word I want to look strategically? Strate- strategically? strategically. I like it. And and this is this is where we'll kind of end siren scene and we'll pick back up with with Jace. Um Jace, you go back to to the store. Um it was called uh Ancient Sight, right? Yes. I didn't I didn't get a chance to write it down. But you, yeah. you go back to the ancient site. Alright, kid, you said you were ready. Let's see. And she places her hands on the door. And you see from her hand, like water fucking ripples, but it's not it's not water, it's an energy in front of the door. Yeah. Welcome to the chantry. And you step inside, and there's like a foot of like it's the normal store. And then you take yeah. another step and you walk through what can only be described as an illusion. And you walk in and it is a office building. What, there's a receptionist. It's a white building. There's a receptionist. Iris, welcome back. And it's this little, not old, but definitely like, she looks like she's probably like mid forties to early fifties, but like well kept Mm. pretty. And she goes, so he said, yes. And Iris goes, he did. Now let's see if it was worth it. And then she walks towards the desk. I need you to sign your name. Whatever name. Okay. And then he goes and signs Jace Campbell. Jace Campbell. Okay. Yep. And nothing nothing crazy happens. Maybe yeah. he's he's kind of expecting like and then my soul or you know something, but it's it's very like and then the receptionist closes the book. You're in our books now, young one. Do well. And she goes she wow. Iris turns to you and she reaches out for your hand. You have more to learn than any of them. And if you okay. fail, I kill you, and then I die. Well, we don't want that, so... Study time? Yeah, I guess so. There's something we have to do first. And she reaches, and she, like, at the receptionist desk, just right to your neck. And and you feel, like, you realize that it is a decision that you have said yes to, that she's giving you multiple times, like, but also like immediately, fuck yes, the best fucking feeling you've had in a while. I don't care what drugs yeah. Jace has ever done. This is the best feeling yeah. he's ever had. And then he kind yeah. of goes a little dreary and a little limp and she reaches and grabs you. We'll be inside Margaret. And she, of course. And then she kind of leads you, and you kind of not stumble, but like, holy fuck! Yeah, I mean, there, I, there that was good. That was that was a lot of, was, a lot was, of blood loss. And that also, was yep. <laughs> and and maybe like I guess water or something, but like you you go past the double doors, and 
you step into her private chambers. It was store, uh, reception, reception area, and then you step into what looks like a personal library. Mm. And you have the library, and then next to her you have, uh, next to that you have an open, it would be a doorway, but it's like an open area, and then you see a bed. And she goes, tonight you stay here. Tomorrow, we find you a place where you can study. All right. But I need to make you feel a little bit better than what you're going to feel like in the morning. And then, so she she reaches in and grabs a pen. And she clicks it, and it's a, a little tiny blade. And it's just going to... And she opens her wrist and puts it to your mouth. Like, reaches up and puts it to your mouth. Do you drink? Yeah, it... it- like the moment that it hits your lips it is the Mm -hmm. you thought when she bit you it was good this tastes Mm -hmm. the best thing in the world that was that was cool this is the best thing in the world and yeah because for a second as she's like lifting it and before the blood like because it obviously starts going but before it does that he's like what the fuck and then it's just such an immediate switch of like, what the, oh, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. And it, it's very yeah, much like that. It yeah. hits your lips, you're like, oh, blood, oh. Mm. Exactly. It's like, oh, God, that's blood. Oh, fuck. I think we've seen a TikTok where it's like. Good. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. The kombucha girl, but, <laughs> but blood. <laughs> and then we're going to go back to, to Addison. Jim, we're going to skip you for the time being. We're going to go to Addison. And... Addison, she she gets you pull up to what is a very probably one of the largest buildings, office buildings in New Orleans. And you drove by it a few you've been driven by it. You don't you don't drive yourself. You've been driven by it um before, and it's just like it's a bank or something. And you walk in and it is an office building. And you see the first floor, there's a lot of business suits. No one really going anywhere. Just like reading the newspaper, shit like that. And you walk up to the front desk with her. Uh, yes, Miss Chase. And she goes, yes, does the primogen already arrive? And you look around and you see like, does not... You see some of the same faces that you saw tonight at the at the gathering, but you don't see the fucking kingpin that you did earlier. And so she goes, uh, you know, is the primogen in? And she goes, I think he went out for a bite. And you see, you see that Rebecca Chase kind of like, mm, probably not, but like obviously you don't know what the fuck you're talking about because we just ate like fucking three people each. And okay, and this is, we'll be on my floor. If he comes in, give my regards. And then walks up and you go into an elevator. You Do you follow her into the elevator? Yeah. You go up and you go out and it's a, a penthouse kind of area. There is, it is an entire floor of this building. When she said it was her floor, she meant, go into my place, and it is 
-hmm. open windows overlooking New Orleans. The sights, the lights, the sounds. And at the at the end of it, there is a from to the left and to the right, there are like little rooms, I guess you could say. They're more like partitioned areas. That is very much like there's some privacy there, but it's very much like that's the bedroom, that's the washroom, this is this, this is this. But she leads you to a conference table at the very end. And it's 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 not a conference table, it's her personal fucking desk. And on the desk, there is one wine glass. And in front of the desk, there's a chair, and she motions for you to sit. And then she sits on her side, and she puts the check right next to the wine glass. Minor Boone, you don't really know what that means yet. To take this $100,000... By all means, take it. And she slides it forward to you. Do you do you reach out and grab it? Do you take it? Do you leave it there? <clears throat> I slowly pull it towards me. A minor boon is a small favor that we have agreed that I will do you a favor. In return, you will give me uh, the equivalent in return. You have just accepted a $100,000 minor boon from myself. No one else can claim this unless I personally give your boon to someone else. And she takes out her little, little black book, like a little like memo pad, but like more like there's no, it's not like a a yellow legal pad. It is just plain white paper. And she signs a receipt of minor boon given in lieu of $100,000 from Addison to Rebecca Chase, sire. And she rips it, draws a nice, beautiful line, and then hands it to you and puts the pen on top. Oh, yeah. Kinky. Might sign it. We do love our contracts. And then, like, she she folds it up and puts it inside the memo pad and closes it, put it in the desk, and and with nothing, there's no romance to this. There's no, um, or scholarly. There's just, with her fingernail that is very manicured, very beautiful, and blood fucking red, just slits it, pulls her arm over the wine glass, and then licks her wrist. The wound closes and puts it in front of you. $100,000 in a glass. Guarantee it'll be the best taste you've had all week. And I know I gave you plenty of tastes the other night. A fitting end, my Jews crying. Cheers. And, oh, fuck me. Okay, so I did I did a bad thing. I did a bad thing. We're going to retcon Yay. that. I did a retcon that. We, we didn't do the vampire part where I bite your fucking neck after you signed it. Bite him first. Yeah. After. During the drink. During the drink. He's still human. Ending the juice cleanse. So still drinking. Now you're a ghoul, bitch. Um, So that's why. As as she pours her blood, she comes over and she sits. And this is probably 
similar to the way that you first saw her. She kind of slips back into that. She crosses her legs. She kind of leans to the side. The, the, the suit, not the suit jacket, but the uh, the cleavage is obviously very, very presentable. You, you're not hating the view. Um, probably the last little blood flow that you're going to feel for quite a bit. But she did just slit her wrist and pour it into a glass. And she goes, she hands it to you. And, and as you go to tip it to your mouth, she grabs your hand. Uh, and she moves to kiss you, but then just soaks you fucking dry. And then <clears throat> grabs your fucking neck, latches into it, sucks it. And you're like, why in the fuck couldn't you do this two days ago? That, that was worth a hundred thousand dollars. And then she just slowly tips the glass into your mouth. And then we fade away. And we go to Jem. And we 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 go back. <clears throat> That's why Hopscotch is my favorite game. Die erect. And then and then yeah, and we're like, and we come back and Jem is talking about hopscotch. You know, I I like I like jump rope better. You don't always have a jump rope handy. I mean, I do. You, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. So, we need to have a talk. Vampires. Do you know that that's what's happening? Yes. Okay. Do you notice that I was a little bit different than everyone else? And, and um, whether yeah. you realized yeah. it or not, like, so, in, so you say, yeah. And he goes, what, what, what did you notice? Um, me compared to me? my kindred. They're all very serious. Yes. Yes, they are. And and to be fair, um, so am I. As you had to see, I did have to take care of business. But there is so much more to this world that they will never, ever see. I don't, I don't like Cocoa Puffs. Yeah, yeah. I, I like gummy bears. <laughs> and... And he goes, and he goes forward, and and you guys are continuing to walk. You watch a lot of vampire movies. Do you like Do you like movies? I know you like music. Do you like movies? Yeah, I mean, soundtracks are amazing, and a lot of times you find some real hidden gems there. But yes, I like movies. Favorite vampire movie ever? Go. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Not the most inaccurate film. I, I actually think the Nosferatu did that one just, just to kill some people. Um, so you understand that how this is supposed to work? I, I bite you, I suck your blood, and then you have to drink mine. Yeah. I. Part of me before the night, uh, before really knowing you a little bit, I was going to have you eat it out of a bowl full of cocoa puffs. I'm going to give you a, give you your choice. 
do you want the the Dracula? And he and he, he gets his like hoodie robe and just kind of like pours it over his pulls it over his face. Or how do you want to go about doing this? And you you look and he has been in control all fucking night. He has cut a motherfucker's head off. He has flicked cocoa puffs at Addison and at other people. And he's giving you like he's he's giving you deference that he gave no one all night. This is gonna sound sappy, and I don't mean for it to, or like attached, but you seem like a pretty cool dude. Um I am I think you're fine. I am. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Besides, I'm not a Lucy or Amina. I don't get a Dracula. I get you. Because I'm me. And, right? and and you see him and you see him look and, and like you seem kind of cock his head and like, well, I noticed you. You you have to understand that. Uh, and and you walk and you, you by this time you're at kind of the 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 clubhouse quote unquote the clubhouse, and you you see that he like he lives behind the stage of this club. This is his clubhouse. Like he didn't mean it. Like and this is where I hang out. This is his house. This is his shit. The floats, the parades, the the everything. Like he's controlling the ins and outs of this building, and you kind of see it like the the childlike playfulness that he has shown a little bit tonight, or a lot of it. You see that registered with the the floats and and the bright lights and the red and gold and purple, no, sorry, the green and gold and purple um, artistry on the roof where it looks like it's a, a like a hypnotist spiral of, of three colors all the way into the center. You have to imagine it's really fucking trippy to have like a club night here with all the lights and you see the spinning. And he goes, that spins. And, 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 and you see it like he's, Fuck some people up. And then he takes you, um, he takes you to the stage and you stand on the stage and you're looking forward and you're both just standing there and you're looking forward the stage or forward into the empty, um, dance floor or the club floor. And as you're walking up the stage, he flips the switch and you see all the lights come on. Just, there's no music. But there's lights. And then the roof does kind of like do a little spin. And then you hear it. Wild horses by the Sundays. Oh God, I'm going to cry. You played my song and I saw something in you. Now, I have never been a sire before. Things are going to change more for you than any of the others. With our family, our clan, you're going to see more of the world than they can understand. You're going to see things that haven't happened yet. You're going to see the Cocoa Puffs. (laughs) 
But we have to do what we have to do, and this is going to be hard for you. But I promise you it will be painless, at least tonight. You never need to raise your hand to ask permission to speak to me. Two questions. Um, Start with the second one. Are you? What's your name? Camille. I. And he looks. I should have told you that. And you see like the the serious demeanor kind of just. Everybody just calls me Prince. I just kind of forget about it. I know. Oh my God! What? But what if your name was actually Prince, though? There, he was one of us. He was a Toreador. Um, fucking awesome! I never got to meet him, but he's fucking awesome. Really is. Like, I, I honestly think that he's still kind of. I think he's gonna like wait like twenty or thirty years and like pop back up. No, no one's seen him. Last I heard, he was in San Diego, but like, fucking San Diego. Uh oh, Camille. Not cameo. Cameo, yeah. Everyone's like, oh, it's a cameo. I'm like, I'm going to kill you. And then I eat them. Um, So he kind of looks at you and he goes, tonight, hopefully you see that you are worth something. We had a venture die because he wanted you. I mean, what's mine is mine, and what's yours is mine, because I'm the prince. That's kind of how it works. However, you don't touch my shit. However, everyone else will be learning from their sires. You will be learning. And he points into his into his side. You hear a knock on the door. Come in. And from in there, you see this girl, she's got... She looks like she's about maybe 18, maybe, but she's got like rave hair and headphones and she is just like bebopping to whatever the fuck is in there. It is not wild horses. It is something fucking awesome. And she just goes, her, I like it. Cool. And she goes, she walks up and she gets on stage. Light show, boss. Really? Light show? I was trying to make a point. It's... The ceiling spins. And... And she goes... She goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ceilings. Boss! And he looks at her... Prince. Prince. Not not, not that prince. Not boss. Prince. We've been through this. She goes, yeah, but she's one of us. Not one of us yet. Okay, okay. And she... You see it like it's an old school, like, iPod. And she, like... Clicks it, turns it off, and puts it in her pocket. Yeah, with the with the like the old school, the old school. And she yes. she puts her and it's it's of course it's the headphones with the cat ears, and she takes them off. <sighs> so, p- mm, Prince can't teach you. Busy too. Got a lot to do. He will be your sire. I will be your. I will be your mentor. And then like does the same Dracula shit. And you're like my royal tutor. I don't, I don't, we don't fart anymore. We're, we're undead. And, and with that, (laughs) she goes, um, well, I guess if 
He is the prince. You may call me prince. And they're not princess. We've been through this. You're not leading nothing. You don't do shit. You're just, you're, you're friends. Okay. You're friends. And you can see like, this is the weirdest fucking dynamic you've seen all, all night. I'm here for it. And she reaches out her hand and it's got like, um, the, the rave, like the netted, like, like the riding gloves, but like the netting. She sticks out her hand and she makes that sound. She goes, what's your name? I'm Jem. Jem stone. Like a ruby. And he, he Gem, goes, that's like what Gem I in the hall. Oh, and she looks. And she pushes play again. And puts them back on. And she says very loudly, I'm Lucy. And sticks her in. Lucy. It's very nice to meet you. And will like overly shake her hand. Why are you yelling at me? And she's back. And you you hear the music. But it's like, I have to yell over to hear you. But you. Boss Prince. Um, I thought because of the music, you couldn't hear me. We're dead. We hear a lot of shit. Also, I didn't know. Prince, did you did you tell her about that? That whole yes, I told her that she would hear things and see things that was more than what everyone else could see. Dude, they're gonna think you're fucking crazy. You don't want to do this. They're going to think you're crazy. Oh, that's fine. Most people kind of think I am. Well, I'm different, at least. So, you know, I guess crazy is not too far. And I'll be honest, if if it means I have to be like the others, I mean, they seem really nice, except for Addison. He's a dick. Um, I don't know. They're kind of boring. No offense. Again, they seem really cool. But I have three feet of rope. And she, she looks. All she's saying is, they all got out of that situation with no rope. I won. And she looks over at the prince and goes, "I mean, she's got the rope. Uh, do you, do you need me to give you a minute? She'll be sleeping all day. Come back tomorrow. Sun goes down. I expect you to be here." please bring me some gummy bears. And that is where he takes her hand and walks, like pulls the curtain back. And that is his bedroom behind like backstage is there's no, like there's nothing. It is just his bedroom. And it's like a full apartment back there. Like you walk in and it's his like living room and you like, you, you see like there's it's his apartment is right behind the stage. And you say, like, the walls are different. Like, he built this shit. Or somebody built it for him. But his this is his clubhouse. This is his house. It just happens to have a badass fucking dance floor. And, like, a bar and some other shit. And that is where we fade to black. Um, Malkavians don't do anything crazy. They're not... It's just very much like she wanted to. She wanted her private Dracula moments. And she's going to get it. So he's going to... Yes. 
Because I have one more question. Yeah. Oh, you did. We skipped. We skipped one and went to two. Sorry, Malkavian. Started brain. at two. <laughs> the second one. The first one is: Are you really going to kill me? And he stops before you can get into. Well, looks like a very like regular apartment. Like it's got a TV. It's the it's like yeah, well, it's got like a TV. Like you walk into his living room, like the curtains was his front door, and you walk into like and it's the living room, and there's like a couch and a TV and like a coffee table, and there's like a little kitchen that's like connected, and there's a little tiny dining room, like a tiny dining room, big enough for like they say it's a family of four, and it's like you and your partner can eat dinner there, and and he's going to go like he sits on the couch and turns on the TV and then turns off the TV and then turns on the TV and then turns off the TV then turns on the TV and then turns it off. And he goes, yes, I have to kill you. Like you're still going to be you just uh paler, colder, no pulse. You can have a pulse, but like you don't need to have a pulse. It's kind of boring. Uh, no, if no, you no, eat cocoa puffs and he just keeps going, if you eat cocoa puffs, you better make sure that you have warm blood in you and that your 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 chest is doing the breathing thing because if you eat it, you're just going to... If you do the, the breathing thing and the blood thing, then you can wait like an hour and you just go... Bleh. And then it's really not good to... Bleh in front of like your entire kindred society when you've been eating people and you're just like, nom, 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 nom. Bleh. Oh, Cocoa Puffs. And like I got one bite in... And I was like, I vomited on the shit. She was still kind of alive, did not realize what was going on. And then, like, I had to wipe that away because Cocoa Puffs and blood is not a good mix. I'm kind of glad I didn't give you a bowl full of bloody Cocoa Puffs. And then I, yes, I have to kill you. No, 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 not to, I know I have to die to be a vampire. Yes. The the whole six months thing. If I'm not good enough, are you really going to kill me? Yes. I'm not training you. Will that be hard for you? And he does the breathing thing. Like, uh, and he's like, not really biting. He's just like, he's doing the act of like, this should be like a big thing. Mm, I, I won't like that. It'll happen. You're cool. I don't want to look like a failure. I also have to die because I should have worded that a little bit better. Um, right. Please oh, don't kill don't me kill and bad. I won't kill you. Um, you can't I'm fail. I'm not planning on it. Yeah, but if you suck, I die. Could you? Like. I'm a vampire. I'm supposed to suck. And then he, 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 he goes to like give you a hug. And then he just, he latches on. And then, like, it, he's hugging you, like, not like a mama, but like, just like a hug with teeth. And, and then you start to feel woozy and you feel as, as your consciousness kind of fades, you realize that it feels good, but it's like a dull good. Like, the difference between walking out on a cloudy day and seeing the sun and then walking out and seeing this ray of sunshine of, of a beautiful summer's day in New Orleans, it's, it's kind of cloudy. And then he p- 
puts he bites his own wrist and you kind of vaguely get that sort of impression and then he puts it to your lips and you do fight or you just like okay and then bursts of color the city the lights everything is now shining from the sun the sky is lit up in in neon and you can finally hear the music and that is where we are going to end tonight's session for a little bit <sighs> welcome to the network right so with the story the story done the tie goes off uh megan's already lost her leather jacket but your storyteller's been fucking sweating his blood off all night so uh audience players what do you think what are we what are we hoping for going forward what do we think fucking rad well, i mean you got hogwarts in your your shop i hope you enjoy I mean, you know <laughs> we're fucking with a minor boon of what ten thousand dollars hundred thousand dollars he gets he gets like two and i have to look maybe three resources and and whether or not he helps put that towards what's going on or not um because he he and and addison like you you guys are going to have a period of instruction um, that is going to span, and we'll kind of talk about what you guys want to do as we go forward, and we'll, we'll time skip a little bit. So the setting is set for like 2018, so it gives us a little bit of time skip room, not a ton. Uh, definitely pre-COVID, that'll be great. No NOS, so the masks would have been cool um, for the NOS, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, this is also World of Darkness. We might not have COVID because the vampires might have been like, you're not killing all my fucking food. And, and they solved it. They fixed it real quick. Yeah. I mean, the bats, if, if that's where COVID really started from, we're not going to get into that. But like the Nosferatu is like, no, 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 no. We're not letting you eat our pets. Like it's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, is COVID going to happen? I, uh, well, I, Tristan, I don't, I don't know. We might, we might. <laughs> Julia goes, I can't wait to see what he owes. I mean, it's, it is a minor boon to one of the, I mean, she's immortal. Hmm. She was looking at it as like this mortal has a finite view on the world. Sure. I'll give him some play money for the weekend. Like yeah. he, he might put it towards investments. He might open up a club. He might do whatever. Um, but as we go forward, uh, for the viewers, what you'll see next time is that the players will have been given a haven. They can have their own places to live and whatever, but they will give, be given a haven that they have to defend from ghouls while they are unconscious asleep. They have to have it. They have to have lasted the day with some ghouls coming to kill them. And so resources, allies, uh, everything else like that. And we'll kind of check in with you guys of what your, did you try to keep up with your mortal life? Did you allow your sires to, um, facilitate your mortal death? Um, what does Addison have? What is, what does Addison have a sugar parent? I mean, kind of, He's his own sugar daddy. Like, 
He is smart enough. He is good looking enough. He has the charisma and the power to like, I take care of myself. People want me to be their sugar daddy and none have been worth my time. So (laughs) that sounds about right. And and that is the thing that we'll talk about is boons. You have minor boons and major boons and yada, yada. Mm. And, and some, some are like, Hey, Yes, I will pick you up. I'm busy right now, but I will drop what I'm doing and come pick you up from the club um, and take you back so you can get to your haven before sun da- or sun up. Um, a major boon would be like, I will help you destroy a body. Maybe, because it's still a masquerade breach. It's kind of how you swing that. Um, if it's one of your own clan or if it's somebody who owes you, you like, hey, look, we'll we'll come square. You gotta help me come like destroy this. Um and then there's a boon of like, I want you to go kill this person. And they were like, fuck, all right. And it's like, it's you have helped them out to the point, either it was the biggest thing that their life depended on at the moment. So they owe you that in return. Yep. Boons boons are the commodity of the Camarilla and even to some extent, the Anarchs. The Anarchs are like, you owe me a favor, you're going to fucking pay up. The Camarilla is like, no, see here in our records of boons, you owe Rebecca Chase a minor boon of the approximate worth of $100,000. So, the boon book, yeah. And and it could be like, hey, she comes to you and says, I need you to do this. Like, no, that is not worth $100,000. It would cost me more than that to do that. And for his clan, there's like bargaining room. Um, not the case for everyone. Some clans don't like to do the boon thing. I, I can't see the prince being like, you owe me a major boon. Cause I gave you a bowl full of cereal, bitch. Um, I mean, he very well might. I mean, can you trade off people's yeah. boons? Yes. You can hundred percent trade off people's boons. Uh, it yeah, has she to mentioned be annotated. that she could give it to someone else. Yeah. It has to be annotated. Like if she owes somebody else, She'd be like, hey, I owe you a major boon. Here's 10 minor boons from this person, this person, this person, this person. Um, is Lucy repaying a boon to the prince by training Gem for him? So Malkavians aren't really a lot. There's not a, like a... There was two of them there aside from the prince at the the gathering. So what was that? Did we see them? Did we see them? One was Lucy. One was a pretty nondescript dude. Hmm. So you had... The prince, you had Lucy, and you have somebody you haven't met yet, and you haven't seen a second time. Neat. So, does any of my players have questions? I'm good. Well, guys and gals and them fatales, we are going to sign off for now. Everyone wishes to do and try and sleep tight for two weeks until we see you again, and... I don't think anybody got the full six out of six of who was who. Um, the Nosferatu sheriff was the last one that people really needed to get. Um, I think Caitlin Wisser did. I oh, think Wisser she did? Got, I, think, I think someone did, yeah. She only got five. Yeah. So I thought she only got five, too. So. Oh, then never mind. All righty. Guys and gals and them fatales, sweet dreams, sleep tight, and don't let these new ones bite. Oh, God. Mm-hmm.